Hey everybody, welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast. What's your favorite dog breed? Ooh, a uh, German Shepherd. Husky. <gasps> I said it. No way. <laughs> what? What is that? Re- <laughs> Wait, what? Are you not I, certain? I can't believe I said... No, I, I, I wasn't. You can't believe was you like, said Husky? I can't believe I said Husky. But it is. I mean, I I, I live I with the husky. Know. They're a lot. <laughs> yeah, they are say, a lot. They're a lot, and they're also they're not the smartest dogs. They're very empathetic sometimes, but not, they're not. They are not the smartest dogs. They are definitely not. I would no. say most big they dogs are, are not the smartest dogs. It's usually like that comes with the package. Birch, Birch, Birch <laughs> is a snuggler. He just wants contact at all times. But also, uh, like they can those. scream. <laughs> And they oh. just they just like to scream. What a, <laughs> just in what general. A, yes. What a biological uh success story there. <laughs> well, well there it's like that fucking like when you look up the, the cleric tools. beast husk cleric beast husky like meme video on YouTube. <laughs> they just put the like the bloodborne music and, and health bar on the screen and it's just a screaming <laughs> husky. <laughs> and it's too perfect because it just sounds like an actual bloodborne boss. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say German Shepherd, and I'm all like, now I'm all self conscious about it. I'm not, I'm not original. Well, uh, okay. German <laughs> German Shepherds are are just they emote very very well. They're very smart, and they're easy to clean. That's yeah, German Shepherds. The dog. They're, they're like clean. the perfect. Yeah, they're the perfect package. They're yeah. they're short hair generally. They're very intelligent dogs, but also. They can be super, like, yeah, emotional and empathetic and yeah. like, expressive. And that's, like, all you want in a dog is you want basically, like, a human that doesn't suck. And that's, it is, like, like all that's the perfect exactly characteristics is. is, like, a, a large dog that's friendly and a short hair. Yeah. That's and what I, also, I also prefer not well. having, like, just really strange breeding choices, like being hyper jowly and having your drool just kind of yeah. coming out of your face at, at all pitbulls. times and uh, yeah. pit bulls aren't really as much that but there's a lot of stuff that's way like they're the, not uh, what's well, that, all the pit bulls i know what's are that super big drooling. shaggy brown dog that has like it's usually if you draw it you usually draw it without without eyes because it's so wrinkly but it's got like you're big, talking about a saint bernard yeah like big long no. ears no and you're thinking about, of you're the, the beethoven saggy, dog? Saggy, saggy face and like super jowly with skin. drool and you're like yeah that's that's a saint bernard yeah, and there's others no, too. No, no, no. Like, the saggy skin dog. Well, there's a few. A, there's a few uh, options, a, but there's there's some there's some variations where I'm like, what did we do to wolves? It's. <laughs> I mean, it's less about what we did to them and what like what they needed to do to adapt for us. Yeah. Like a, a Saint Bernard exists to fulfill a role that like a wolf could never do, but mm-hmm. uh, God, but I, something I like a chihuahua fills no role. Day yesterday, writing about this about dogs. Yes, it's a, uh, it's a coincidence. I was just like, yeah, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna jump straight into viewer questions." The moment we start, that's the only way we'll get any of them done because otherwise, it's an endless snake of topics. So I just asked the question <laughs> that was in the email immediately. But uh, no, mm-hmm. I, I, oh wait, you tricked us. You, you, Keith. What? Andrew, Keith tricked us into a question. Yeah, as a viewer, that's, fine. that's a viewer question. We should probably it, we should probably do them someday. Like, yeah, I thought he was doing like I do sometimes when I say some things at no, right the beginning. This is a particular email I've been avoiding because it has eighteen questions in it, <laughs> and, uh, oh. and that is just a lot. 
to pro to deal with and then it's like if i start it will i remember which parts i did or like it's, it's just a whole you should probably whole have like thing. a you should probably have like a word document with all the questions you receive and then like put a like strike them out as you've gone through them so that way you can <laughs> like kind of contain the list like find once you get the email put it into the sheet archive the email get the hell out of there and then just go through the sheet as you go through it but the uh the nice thing about German Shepherds too is that all body armor for dogs is made for German Shepherds. So that's all body it. armor for dogs. <laughs> that's true. Yep. The breed that you were thinking of, Keith, is a Chinese Sharpei. I believe what? that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Sharpei with an S H and then P E I. Chinese Sharpei. Oh, you think oh, of like the overly wrinkled dog? Oh no, those guys are yeah, a lot. Yeah. Oh wow, I really don't they like are. that. God, its entire body very... is wrinkles. You could also be thinking of yeah. a mastiff. A mastiff also a ma is kind mastiffs of that way. Can can um, have that, yeah. Not all of them. There's, there's I mean, some yeah, really there's, pretty there's like Thousands of dogs. Well, yeah. yeah I a, did a whole paper yeah, on them back many. in the day, and I've been utilizing that information again. There's too many. The domestication of dogs please. is just weird and interesting. Because they domesticated themselves dogs. at first, and that's the weirdest part. Is it? Yeah, I I think it was like yeah, because it doesn't it was, happen with other with what, other creatures. Well, like I don't think a bear needs to domesticate itself. I think it's doing pretty fucking good for <laughs> there, itself. Like, there are no <laughs> there are no domesticated bears. I mean, but a, like, a bear doesn't rats? really have. Well, I mean, like you have to think too about what you're going to get out of it. Like, obviously, a prey animal like a rabbit, a deer, um, I don't a fish isn't going to like gain any benefit from being friends with the things that eat them but a dog mm -hmm. eats the same things as humans do yeah. back in the day theoretically so like the idea that you could say like hey those guys are pretty fucking good with weapons and they're killing things like crazy what if we just kind of like i mean that's the, that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a much higher level of thought than would have ever been involved well, it was it's mostly much, just it's they much have more food, like, I want food, can we get food? And then the people are like, yeah. sure, I guess. Like, well, it's, it's not even the people necessarily giving them food. It's just that like people, like these nomadic tribes of humans would be going around with their, their like portable shelter and their, uh, their, like they'd be hunting and foraging and shit. And like a lot of that stuff could be eaten by dogs and by, by wolves because they're omnivores and... Like that, the like the obviously like having game around would attract people any like anything that could potentially eat that game, and just the ones that were less afraid of humans would take more risks and getting closer and 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 either taking it from them, or scavenging like leftovers and things like that. And so and then and since those uh, wolves are in the proximity of humans because they're less afraid of them and they're benefiting from kind of keeping an eye on them essentially. Uh, those wolves end up breeding with each other, which just leads to offspring that are even more like that until they end up semi-domesticating themselves. Then they get incorporated mm. into our into our actual camps as alarm systems, basically, and that's why they bark so fucking much. And so don't get mad at dogs too much when they bark, because it's the only reason that they exist. <laughs> like, I'm, we, I, it's we, a little... I, it reason. was a beneficial thing, and it's burned in at this point. I was going to say, I people think who, it's... I think it's a little old specifically to, for that a little old to be uh i don't know like uh, what it, it, i guess i'm thinking it's about the, like, it's some, not the kind of thing you get breed. to take back out <laughs> yeah well you can but yeah. it's not polite the uh 
I'm just thinking like biologically, what is a does it does a does a chihuahua actually benefit from barking? Like, is that something it gains an advantage over? Because well, but that's the well, thing, though. The chihuahua people wouldn't exist without the barking first. I guess yeah, that's yeah, the people thing. People get chihuahuas like, because they bark. Like, no, I, they I know no, it's two not different... The, it's they not, do. It's I, not that's necessarily why people get chihuahuas. It's that chihuahuas would have never existed if, if it wasn't for barking. <laughs> but I think even to this day, I, I know two different households that have chihuahua-adjacent dogs, because they're not, you know, pure breeds. <laughs> Um, they have Chihuahua adjacent dogs that uh, that are they got them because they need people they need a dog to bark if there's somebody in the house. They live in a sort of urban environment. They don't they can't sustain a big dog, and so they just have you know a friendly dog to have around that just barks really loud whenever somebody from outside the house sh shows up. I all the Chihuahuas I've ever met bark at everything: friend, foe, <laughs> uh, ghosts, nothing. Ghosts. Like they just they are literally just nonstop bark I like machines. <laughs> I like it's how just, you said ghosts and nothing, as if those are two different things. <laughs> I mean, they are two different things. Sometimes you'll, just, you'll just be sitting there. Yeah, you'll just be sitting there, and they'll just start barking. You're like, what are you barking at? And then there'll be times where they're like, like convinced that there's something in the house, like staring at a wall, barking at it. And you're like, there's nothing there. What the fuck are you doing? And so the only option is like a ghost. It has to be like <laughs> a ghost standing there. And they're like, get that thing out of here. But it is number... I, like, I remember, I remember having that. times of having Shadow to like open a time. door so the dogs just stop barking at the door because there's nothing there. Like you have to like yeah. open, you have to open the the uh, the hard door so they can see through the screen door and just see nothing, and then they'll shut up. Yep, hmm. Shadow Shadow will do that. He'll stare at like behind my uh, recliner. He'll just stare at that, and sometimes he'll bark at the behind the recliner. I'm like, there's literally nothing there. Like I don't know mm -hmm. what the hell you're barking at. So it's like I. He hears Dogs like a pipe or something. I, yeah, I don't know. It's like he could hear like he could hear something from outside, but the way that it bounces off the walls in the house makes him think, oh, it's coming from this direct location. Mm -hmm. So he's just like, must be someone there or behind the wall or something or behind the comforter. Like, uh, <clears throat> but those are the times I'm like, that's a ghost. You're just barking at ghosts, basically, because um, you think there's something there, but there's not. But barking at nothing, Shadow does as well, which is, He'll be under there and I'll hear him bark. And I've heard no sounds. I've heard nothing that indicates a person is like within a hundred mile radius. And he'll just bark. I'm like, what, what are you barking at? Like the, the, the thought of barking, is there something that came to you? Like you just woke up and were like, I got to bark. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> but Just having a reaction. Yeah. They also bark when they're sleeping too. So like you can hear him like make bark, half barks when he's having a nightmare. Yeah. I had a, I had a cat that barked. That it was seems, one of those cats. That seems wrong. <laughs> it was one of those cats that are very vocal and would just meow all of the time. It's like incredibly loud and just, well, not incredibly loud, but really loud. And, and it was just all the time, all the time meowing, very vocal. vocal. And uh, we just got fed up like after three or four months of that. And uh, we started to train the cat not to do that. So basically, we'd paid a lot of attention and gave it treats whenever it shut up. And then obviously, it would start meowing again. And then we'd ignore it for the next half an hour while mm -hmm. it would meow away. Um, and after, I think it took us probably more than, more, more than a month of, of training, um, me and my sister specifically. And uh, the cat would learned a different meow. <laughs> it started doing it like a few months later, which was just like... 
and it was really weird because it was like a. Like how your microphone didn't want anything to do with that. It was like, mm, no. <laughs> oh, you didn't catch it up? Oh, you didn't catch it? Yeah, it was basically. It's just meowing really weird. And uh, every once in a while, it would do a. Which is the small little meows because the cat forgot how to meow and just would do that. Are you and sure it was a we cat? Say... <laughs> Not a gremlin? Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it was a gremlin, that's for sure, but it was also a cat. And you got the cats yeah. that just chirp, especially the ones that like they, they see a bird through like the, the uh, sliding glass window in the backyard and they'll just start chirping at it. Mm -hmm. It's very specific. Weird I've always way. known cats to do that. And they catch they I, I, I don't know if it's coincidence or not, but they catch birds a lot when they do that to birds. I've seen cats just, you know, I think it's called charming when they're charming the birds. That's what what the name of that chirping they see birds or something and just start <laughs> and then the birds would just be like what is this sound that is coming from that fluffy <laughs> creature down below i shall fly into his jaw and then lunch his head and then murder and that's the how end. you don't get domesticated cats are absolute killing machines honestly I, Cats uh, are a, a literal what fucking do. plague on the environment, and if there's <laughs> yeah, any exactly. kind of like any kind of cre like pet that needs to get erased, it's cats. It's like, cats. They need, yeah, they need to stop. Well, not erased. They just need to get them inside the house because well, they yeah, eat snakes, unless, they eat toads, yeah. they eat, they eat hedgehogs, they eat birds, and all of those things are super important for for uh, the ecosystems around the houses, and that's you know the more. That's why, like, you move to a place without people and you see all this life, uh, wildlife, even even if it's just insects or or uh, or, or like rodents, like uh, squirrels or whatever. And you see you just go to a place without people and you see that. But the more people start to live around, then they stop existing. Part of it is sound pollution and just the fact that people make noise and all that and pollute themselves. But uh, the other part is also cats. <laughs> cats yeah. are, are just a plague. Yeah. Yeah, they're just not, they're not great. Uh, they, you have to yeah. keep them confined if you want cats. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're just kind of like destroying your own environment for no reason. Just bringing in this but, invasive mm -hmm. species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I live in an apartment yeah. complex and people just like let cats walk around. And it's really hard to be like, cool, this is a, a great idea. I can, I can tell this is only going to go well. And then you see like dead birds all over the place. And you're like, this is just... Such a good idea. I'm I'm so excited for all of you to have brought this upon me. <laughs> like, just keep your fucking cat inside. It's just, cats are also like, just like rabbits, where they're really prone to having way too many children because no one fucking spays and neuters them. So, yep. and they can bust out a bunch of uh, kittens really fast and easily. So it's just, they're, they're then, a problem. They're people a huge... have to deal with horrible screaming cat noises in their backyard in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know you just you get a squirt bottle and you start squirting in the direction of the noise and they will start running fast it's the, uh, so bad it's it's annoying it's and i get it it's like i don't i i i mean cats are great cats are adorable little creatures but you again you need to like they're like birds you got to keep them in a fucking cage because otherwise it's just pandemonium like you need to just keep them in your house don't let them out let them just like think about the world that's outside that they will never get to touch. 
Like that's what they need to live their lives like. You just the thing with cats though yeah. is that they really don't need the outside world as long as people interact with them in inside the house. Well, like, you, that's why you get cats in pairs because that way they're they have company. Yeah, they just like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're definitely the kind of creature that that does. I mean, they're they're evolved to be inside creatures and uh, like in, indoors creature, I should say. And uh, like even if you just have a cat. A single cat all all you have to do is just play with it for half an hour a day it depends on the cat but half an hour a day i've never seen a cat that 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 needs i well, my cats never get more than 10 minutes a day and they, they're good they're fine well i only have the one now but still the, they sleep all the time you just need to play them before they go to sleep and after they they get, have food and you're fine to go or not after but uh, before rather i uh, i do it after but that's why my cats then bark and do other weird things because i I don't interact with them properly. Meanwhile, dogs are like extroverts <laughs> that require human affection to even yeah. like facilitate life. If you're not <laughs> petting them, they're going to die eventually. Like, <laughs> And then they, just... they need to be walked and they need to clean up after them. Walking's good, though. I think I think people benefit I mean, from yeah, walking yeah. a dog, at least healthy yeah. wise. But yeah, you have to like be active with a cr this creature and you have to do it like consistently or else it just mm -hmm. like withers dies and it's just like it's yep. it's fine but like you have to be you have to have the time to dedicate to it cats are pretty laid-back creatures you can just gotta kinda... stave away that doggy dementia pretty much yeah mm -hmm. i don't i i mean shadow's like almost 10 years old he's i think he's like nine yeah i think he's nine years old um and i'll just still... always remember the time that you went we were recording probably like zero escape or something and you went off to go buy a pack of cigarettes and the entire time you were gone, Shadow just sat on the top of the couch, staring at the front door. Yeah. He wouldn't even, like, yep. pivot to, like, there's another human in the same room I could get attention from. <laughs> it was just complete codependence of, like, you're gone and I'm going to stare here the entire time. It's like the yep. issue where it a lot of people is, don't yeah. know how bad their dogs misbehave and uh, when they're gone. Like, there's, like, a lot of dogs that will, like, lose their shit the entire time you're at work and just start, like, screaming and barking and things in your apartment. And then you, and you find out the hard way after your neighbors hate you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the, uh, that is the, I mean, I had that, um, so recently I've been trying to, uh, bring him, bring uh, Shadow over to my girlfriend's place so that way we can, like, integrate their cats with the dog. Um... So I'm just not like leaving the dog. Like I don't want to leave Shadow here for a weekend alone. And like, it can sometimes yeah. be a pain in the ass that I have to like go go to her place and come back to walk him and then go back to her place. And so we're trying to like integrate the cats with each other uh, and uh, the cat and the dog with each other. And um, and it's funny because like we have a little baby gate to separate him from the cat, so that way they're not just like head on interacting. And uh. Uh, uh, sometimes I'll go into um, I have to like go into the other side of the gate to go like get something out of the bedroom or get something in the office and he'll just sit there like at the gate and wait like even if I'm like oh I'm going to the bathroom he'll just lay down at the gate and just wait there for me to come back <laughs> and it's just like she's my girlfriend's just sitting on the couch he could just go sit on the couch with another human being but he's like no I want to wait and wait until he comes back like I won't I won't do anything it's like, I don't know why he does that. I have no, I like, I've never trained him to do that. I've never. He's just, like, you're his whole world. He's obsessed with you. Yeah. yeah. 
and and it's not even it's yeah. not even my dog like it's well not you don't know is that when you went dog. to dubai for six months he never interacted with another human being that entire time <laughs> uh he just I, I mean, stared he did, at the wall but... that he thought you were behind <laughs> It's I, I think when I so like the first time In my the first time talk I went, is <laughs> What was it? I think the first time I went to uh, whatever the song is from I see from Seymour Butts. Yeah, the first time I went to Japan, uh I had to leave him with my grandparents. And they like told me like the first two days he would just sit at the door. So he would like go and eat food and stuff, but then he'd just come back and lay at the door and just wait until I came back. Jesus. And it, and it's, it sounds awful. Like, I feel bad. It's I don't severe. want to, Like, yeah. But, like, and again, I don't know where it came from because it's not like I give him affection. I give him attention. Yeah. I, I'm not, like, over... I'm not coddling him. Like, right now, I'm sitting at a computer and he is... I don't even know where he is. I think he's under the chair just sleeping. But he I'm has to like, know that you're just here. Yeah, but if I stood up and I jingle my keys, he'll panic. He's either like, we're, I'm, we're going somewhere or he's going somewhere. And like yeah. if if I'm going somewhere, then he does a thing where he like every part of his body droops and he like slowly shuffles to the bedroom <laughs> to go lay on the ground and just be sad. And I'm like, what? No. What, what, ha- what happened? Why are you like this? Like, there's no reason to be this uh, dramatic. <laughs> yeah, there's like no reason to be this overly dedicated. And I get it. Like, I guess he's you know alone, but I've never. Anytime that I've left for long periods of time, I always return. Like, or I leave him with somebody. Like, if I'm going to be gone, like, uh, uh, overnight, I'll I'll leave him with somebody. So that way he's not, like, dead ass alone. But I don't know. Like, I, I went to, for, like, two years, I went to an office every day. So it's not like he's not used to me leaving and then coming back. He has all this experience. But, like, every time, he just, he just has to have, like, if I'm not there or he can't be with me, he's sad. And I don't know where it came from or why it exists. And it's just like, was he know, raised? Man. Was he raised with you living alone? No, mm-hmm. he was originally my mom's dog. It wasn't oh. even my dog. Um, I got it for her because she wanted a dog. Because uh, I didn't want one. Because I had I grew up with a dog, and when that dog died, I was like, all right, that's it. I did my due diligence. I d- I paid my debt to society. <laughs> I got to experience the like, I got to experience the thing of like raising debt a life society. and watching it die. You know, like oh that's the whole. God. That's like the that's whole the, point. That's of, the society. Yes. Yeah, that's like that's the point of pet ownership is that it teaches you more, like mortality. It teaches you like that raising is like the joke I remember hearing gr- that was like if you you get it you get your kids uh, a dog to teach them about death. Yeah, that exactly. doesn't work though. Dogs it, I, by the time the dog did. dies, the kid is already old yeah. enough. Well, yeah, the kid's old well, enough you, to now if you get experience a, if you death get at the for the beginning, first time. The, the, <laughs> like, the, the kid, the dog will um, die when they're like 10. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be yeah, the first so, family loss. Yeah, and so that was, I mean, Hopefully. for me, well, technically that was my second family loss. Because um, uh, the first, first time I went to like a funeral at the age of four, and that was a weird experience. Uh, it's really weird watching like as a kid, watching people being sad about a person that's just laying and like sleeping in a box you're kind of yeah, like i feel like i, I was vaguely death like. adjacent a few times as a kid but like it was never someone that i understood as a person and then yeah so it like it's hard to you can't really process the feelings of like they were here and now they're gone if you didn't really know them when they were here it's just like oh yep. uh, as a concept somebody has ended but i don't 
I've never known them before this moment when they're dead. Exactly. And so, uh, so my first experience with like losing a family member was my dog. And so like, that was the first time I watched like, uh, I don't know, like having to, well, I had to literally watch him die. Cause you go to the vet to get him put down. And so you get to sit there and watch as he just dies in front of you. And that's not a, not a great experience. Um, uh, but, uh, but like, yeah, it was, it was not great. I hated it. I hate every second of that. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, I, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to ever go through this. This sucks. Like, I, it's not for me. You know, I like, do I love dogs, but I don't, I, I'm going to outlive them. Here like comes fucking... a new challenger. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it, you're basically like a fucking high elf in a society of mortals. Like you just live forever and these dogs just <laughs> die off. Never. And like, you just never age. Like, Your Aowen just get adopting newer and newer Aragorns. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like you just, you just, you keep staying the same, and all these sad little dogs grow up like and get Lord old the and die. Is so sad and emotional about he's how he's gonna die before she does, but then like when it finally happens, she just goes and gets a new one like a week. Yeah, later. exactly. It's it's awful, but like that's what Maybe that's that what parts dogs in the Silmarillion. <laughs> that's like what that's dogs' why... impression of humans are, right? They're just this like never aging. Uh, a beast like they get old and tired and worn out and we're just still like hey how's it going it's only been like 10 years like <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's why i have a pet peeve about any fiction that has any type of person or a, or like vampires or elves or whatever and they live forever and then the fiction focuses so much on oh i don't want to live to see all the all the people i know and love die yeah. That's what happens to humans have you seen your parents that what do you think is going to happen to them before you die hopefully well I say yeah. hopefully, but you know what I mean. It's it happens to us as well, just not in those terms, obviously. But the thing is, like, dogs are like that. We don't think any less of dogs. And then you see, like, a lot of fiction being like, "Oh, elves think less of humans because we 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 die fast." No, no, <laughs> no. That's not that's not the reason. They probably do other things. There's other reasons there. You're just saying oh, like that, but I don't. Mm. I don't think you. I don't think I would want another sentient creature treating me like a dog. Like, I don't think I would want the elves to treat me like dogs. Where they're like, oh, look, they're very cute. They're very dumb and they die very quickly. So that's fine. Well, but, you can like. But what if dogs were super smart? Like, what if dogs I mean, had superhuman intelligence and they like still live like seven or. No, no, like five million people, but good people, not, you know. You know what I mean? Like, good brains. The, 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 oh, the dogs were super what? smart, but they still lived seven well, to that's what That's why I'm using years. the example of dolphins. Like, dolphins have no, high dolphins intelligence. No, dolphins are not very... They're dumber than us. I'm talking, well, like, alien-level intelligence. Like, the kid in here is like, oh, you you don't what? even understand relativity. Do you know what I mean? What if what if dogs were like that? Like, we your would, dog writes we would poetry that you don't really get. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they, they, they have weird, they have weird opinions about movies. You know how. Can't even snap his fingers. What's the fucking point have, of dog poetry? They've got shitty takes about Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is, our society is so biased, so biased towards really designing. Brings, my dog has a Twitter to a new level. <laughs> <laughs> our our, my our dog society is, is so canceled. biased. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I the think, last Jedi because I, I think everyone needed age. more bones in their uh, arsenal. No one had enough bones on them. It was just a bunch not, of sticks, what? and sticks are great, but sticks don't make a good movie. You need sticks and bones. Zero out of ten paws. Like I need to done. watch Star Wars. 
I don't so that you can understand this, this joke about a dog not He's liking bones? it. Uh, I get yeah. it. Yeah, the idea of like, because Keith's talking about there. like uh, hot takes on Twitter dogs, and that's what they would just be talking about. It's like shitty, dumb dog opinions. <laughs> no, All I'm, I'm saying start is gonna, that I'm just going to start imagining when people say weird shit on Twitter and their avatar is their pet, that it's just actually their pet <laughs> just typing on their phone. So what is a dog's what is a dog's view of soccer? Like, oh, what a stupid <laughs> game. No one ever grabs no one ever gets the ball. They just keep kicking it away from each other. A <laughs> dog's life three, Twitter. <laughs> are they on three? Oh, I don't know how many dogs life there are. I don't Are there lo- dogs life? I think there's two what? dogs' lives now. I thought it was Ant's life. Like it'll be a pretty it'll be a pretty frequent series of sequels because dogs have shorter lives. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> they actually last pretty long. You can, you can most dogs last for fifteen years. That's just the, like, uh, the really unlikely. Pe- that's that's usually a pretty generous. Like you, you must be like high maintenance your dog's health if you want it to live that. Well, long. it's also really specific breeds, probably much smaller ones. No, no, no the too, breeds yeah. are the ones that last lower. That last last not as long because they have health problems. The, uh, the, the smaller, the, dogs, say, the smaller yeah. dogs usually live longer and the larger dogs usually mm-hmm. die sooner. Yeah. The thing is, it's like, the problem is, isn't that they, they're not built to be, to, to be long lasting. It's just that they, you know, for one reason or another, they don't last that long either because they are wild or, or because they're not looked after. It's like foxes only live for like seven or eight years in the wild, but they live for 30 years in, in captivity. And it's just like completely different. Well, all of our dog numbers are based on captivity, and that's yeah, that's why true. I don't that's think true. we're that's really tracking German wild Shepherd. dogs when we talk about these things. And that's why German Shepherds are the best because like they Chihuahuas live up last to thirteen forever. years. But Great Danes do not. Chihuahuas last forever. That is true. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Chihuahuas they're, do they're, last forever. Their hate fuels them. They'll turn it's, into this shaking, blind, toothless, diabetes-riddled mess, but they'll live to be twenty. Yes. Yeah. They turned into like awful looking potatoes and they're just still alive somehow. And you're like, how old are you? And they got snaggle like, teeth. Their eyeballs popped ah, out. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. How old are you? Spoken as somebody who had to give shots to a chihuahua they did not like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By yourself. Sometimes you really see like the brain working and, and how it only has really specific moment like uh, the really specific machinery of a dog brain sometimes where like the chihuahua would get so excited about treats and so it would like it would practically beg at the uh the pantry for me to give it treats but the moment i actually opened the pantry it would run upstairs and hide under the bed because the pantry was where the shots were <laughs> oh, like these Jesus. two are not specifically the pet we don't know the pet actually the shots were in the fridge it was it was that whenever it's we like, gave them treats the next step the, it came with a shot like we'd just give them a shot and then they'd get a treat as a reward afterwards but the, even the, though they were literally begging for the treats the moment we actually reach for the treats they remember the shot and then run away but they can't hold those ideas in their head at once like only they switch back and forth <laughs> <laughs> well you're just not seeing it the pantry was a mimic that's what was going on Are <laughs> that uh that, that was an astonishingly stupid dog <laughs> but it was also annoying <laughs> and mean so really no upsides i don't i don't want to live with a chihuahua again 
Right now, there's there's uh, gotta be a way to tame that hate, though. Tame in a that hate. Uh, uh, right? I I think that's kind of like their entire purpose is like they exist to be balls of hate. I don't think you're supposed to have like mm -hmm. a, you know, it's kind of like against its nature to teach it to not be what it's supposed to be. Um, like right now, but, I live with a a pit bull mix, a husky, a Shiba Inu, and a corgi. And the corgi is my least favorite. <laughs> oh. she's, just, she's just kind of bitchy and forceful and rude. Like she's mean to the other dogs, and she's oh. really pushy. Like she, like when she wants you to pet her, she like jams her nose into you really forcefully, and then forces her way in under your hand and so on. And she'll like, if you resist her, she'll like push harder, and it's like fucking stop. <laughs> Whereas yeah, like uh, Birch I've the husky is like that. super gentle and like he like drop he like droops his head down and like looks up at you like come on and like he'll like lay his head on the the when he's when he when he's begging for pets and stuff he like he lay his head on the couch and just stare at you <laughs> and like or like on your leg the uh, Kiki's a stompy stompy mess she's just a lot <laughs> she doesn't understand boundaries she'll like jump up on you and she'll like and she'll just start like licking anything she can reach usually straight for the face and if she can't reach she'll just <laughs> sort of sit there and like lick the air like a lizard and she has a really loud tongue that just like slaps itself in the air loudly yeah. <laughs> so like you can hear her just doing it over and over again it's and like a whip she's really <laughs> she's so goofy and clumsy and weird it's really funny and then uh, yeah, our, uh, the Shiba Inu is like an alien to me. It's too smart, and it creeps me out. Like, I, 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 like, I think I've heard that <laughs> Shiba Inu are supposed, like, supposed to be like the smart, the they're supposed to be like the smarter dogs, like out of all of them or something. And it's noticeable. It's really off-putting. It has like it doesn't. Ha Part of it is the is the fact that it's a dog that doesn't seem to show any dependence feelings at all, and instead is in is borderline indifferent to you <laughs> and like it'll watch from afar and like it, when you pet it it'll react in a little bit like a little bit of like oh why are you doing that sort of thing like they're like curious and a little off put by the fact that you're petting them like it's condescending <laughs> like it's like it's like okay like, it, it fe like it's it feels too much like a human that doesn't like being a dog is dealing with being a dog and is like and it's like it's like, why do I have to put up with all this human <laughs> bullshit? Like, it's really weird. <laughs> it also has dark pits for eyeballs. Oh, like, that would... No, okay, that, I think that is the reason, Keith. Everything else, you should have just led with that. It doesn't help. <laughs> it just has dark yeah, pits. Like the, uh, yeah, the, I don't... Because, like, different it's dogs Satan. have very it's different Satan eyeballs. And, like, it's like the sclera or something or whatever the fuck. Like, they can have, like, a white eye like a, like a human does with, like, a colored iris and everything. And have that all be, like, really, like... Like no, like they can have very human eyes, like the like uh, like Birch does our husky, or they can have like dark pits, like their eye. They can have like a black eye with like a brown and iris or whatever, and that's like, like it's so hard to. They they just have like these dark pits that look at you, and then they act weird, and it's yeah, <laughs> like easily the weirdest dog is the Shiba Inu, just has all sorts of. You've read bizarre. You've read too much Chunji to for your dogs good yes. <laughs> i was kind of thinking about b stars and the the uh the back and forth of how like they they keep drawing uh characters with human eyes and like beady little like like just like dark like like just 
pinpoint eyes or whatever like the uh yeah like uh haru versus legoshi is yeah like, like the wait a yeah, second like the, how like come the, the primary yeah like the, like the legoshi and and louis have human eyes and then haru just has like rabbit eyes where it's just like two black circles and there's a and there's a there's a lot of of, of like back and forth there and i'm not even entirely sh always sure that what the thought process is like the hyena that Legoshi is in a dorm with has has the dark eyes, but there's a hyena in a later beast complex chapter that has like human looking eyes. And I'm like, I don't know if that was them. If that's like an inconsistency or a mistake or if there's like a rule or how it works. I think it's, it's just def uh... it's definitely not sympathy because usually it's usually when you're doing mm -hmm. that, it's like that's the villain character. They don't have big sympathetic <laughs> Disney eyes. It's like Haru is the most sympathetic character besides like in the, basically the entire manga. It could be the that rabbits just have very specific eyes. And they're, yeah, but the Harlequin rabbit has big, angry human eyes. Yeah. So um, like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's not consistent against species or around species. In, I think the, the idea. Species, yeah. I think it's supposed to just be a, an aesthetic choice. Like, I think Haru looks Like, she just more draws innocent. the characters over and over again to yeah. make it, like, the way they want them to be drawn. It's like, I guess they yeah, have these eyes. I think, I think there's, like, something... Like, I think it... Again, you know, all, all the animals look different because that's how people look different. And I think the idea that Haru looks more akin to a uh, a natural rabbit would speak more to her, like... I guess you could be creepy about it and say she's more, like, pure blood. Than say the Harley Quinn rabbit, who is like obviously mixed blood because she has like big anime eyes, but she's a rabbit. I, I mean, isn't she a hare? Because of Haru, I could see that being. I could see I, that, that being the Japanese version of hare. Uh, she is a white I mean? dwarf rabbit. Yeah, she's a white dwarf there rabbit. Um, but I need to see. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't know. Watch. Like I, I would wonder if maybe there's something about you, you gotta like, watch this show so that my my video doesn't spoil it when i get it done six months from now <laughs> when it's twenty thousand words long or whatever <laughs> although six months from now is like next week considering you know because <laughs> we're dealing with everything this, this version of time <laughs> yeah but like there's there's weird there's weird things with kiba where he'll like he'll always be like a few steps behind the other dogs in various things like when like when they're all let out to pee and shit I guess and literally shit, but that's not what I meant when I said shit. But uh, <laughs> uh, like you know, like you have a bunch of dogs, and like you know how they like they 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 learn where the seam is where the glass door opens, and they crowd it, and they like try to force through the moment the door is open and stuff. Unless you're like training them to like to hold or whatever. Uh, so like we have like three dogs that just all burst through in a and they try to and they try to get through instantly, and it's like kind of like a body blocking between uh between Kiki and Birch because they're both medium to big dogs and then Rhea kind of is under them and just kind of runs through Birch will like jump over Rhea to get through faster sometimes like there's like <laughs> so they so instantly have to get through because like there's like delayed gratification is not a dog emotion <laughs> like but like Kiba sits back he literally sits down watches the other dogs go in then stands up and comes in like he doesn't he doesn't bother with the crowds but it's also not like submissiveness or anything it doesn't seem to be because like he like if anything he like he like harasses the other dogs a little bit and like tests his boundaries and like kind of like pokes at them and, and like elicits reactions from them and shit like it he's so fucking weird <laughs> it's such a different <laughs> dogs have really distinct personalities i can't mix any of the ones of these ones up with each other it's so it's so it's it's a lot and none of them act like the dog that i had as a kid because I had, I had i grew up with a yellow lab 
and none of them act like mm. the little chihuahua shit that I am glad to not be taken care of anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Labradors are I, pretty awesome as well. They're very smart. Yeah, in my I mean, dogs are. That's the best. That's the benefit of most pets is that they usually have. You can you the longer you spend with them, the more personality you can find within them. Yeah. Uh, but I I am curious about how much of that is self created, like how much of that how is just of you projecting? trying. Yeah, like how much are you just trying to create some kind of connection between you and this animal versus what it really does have a personality like? Like I've, I mean, I, I, I don't know. They have, like they I, have plenty like separable, like behavior patterns that are just too objectively observable to be projected. There's definitely like you can people reading into stuff be like, oh wow, look, I got my dog to say ice cream truck, huh? And it's like you didn't, <laughs> you didn't do that. <laughs> you're, you're really reading into it. You're, 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 you're the, you're people thinking Coco can talk, like. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, like the dogs definitely have completely different personalities and behave differently and react to different things differently and so on. Mm-hmm. Just. Yeah, I don't know. I like Kiba's I, silent. He doesn't bark or react to things. But then if he gets startled too hard or like uh, or like somebody handles him a little rough, he will suddenly scream. <laughs> like <That's laughs> like he's been like he's dying <laughs> like so dramatically and you're like, "Oh my god." But like you'll but that'd be like the one sound you get out of him for like 3 weeks. <laughs> Like he's completely silent at all times. No, like whining at a door or barking when he get when somebody arrives or anything. Like he, if he, if he is like attentively running up to like a gate to like see what's going on, like it's a completely silent motion. Like there is no actual like emoting and reactions. It's just attentiveness, and that's it. It's just so weird. <laughs> Meanwhile, and and there's like different stages of like. What is it? Uh, like I, I remember, like our our Labrador. If you if you put her outside and and left her out there, she would just look as miserable as possible, sit at the glass door, and just continually whine out loud for literal hours if you ignored her, <laughs> and she would just stay out there. Meanwhile, like if we have we have, if uh if we're in the current house, if we're all like watching a movie, and we have the dogs like behind the gate and not with us, uh like the like Rhea the corgi will kind of come in and out of being like can i get some attention or like is can i get through here what's going on uh kiba doesn't give a fuck and birch will just sit there at the gate the entire time staring at us and then go in and out of phases of whining and he'll be there the entire movie <laughs> and it's like there's <laughs> there's just really distinct different behaviors from each from one to another and that and like that's a personality even if you're even if the word personality can lead to people anthropomorphizing them too much and like making shit up as a result. I mean, I guess it's, I don't know. I guess it's I like th- the thing about all animals though. Right. Is that you kind of want to find, I don't know. Like sometimes you just feel like you want to have common ground with the creature. But the th- that's the thing with everybody as well. It's not just dogs. Personality is really, like, to what extent do we have personality if we're by ourselves? Like, imagine you grow up by yourself and don't interact with anybody else. Would you even understand yourself to have a personality? Or would you just take it as... You wouldn't have context with which to classify it, but you would still have yeah. your own personality and so? that you'd have different... Yeah, like, 
Well, to not have a personality would mean that everybody, when completely alone, would be the same person. No, but the, what I'm saying is that what we define as personality is dependent on what is different between ourselves and other people. Like, we don't think that... Uh, yeah, I'm but you would, think still, of something that... you would still be contrastable to other people without knowing what was different about you. But that's what I'm saying. If if well, it's like yeah, it's like does a tree if, make a sound if it falls in the woods or whatever? It's like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. A personality yeah. exists even if you don't measure it. But the thing is, we don't have access to it without other people. We don't. We can't we don't tell. Have, we don't. Well, we don't have access to the language about it, which is not the same thing or as not even having knowing. A personality. Like you, we can identify our own personality, even though some people can't. But it takes it takes a little bit of introspection and self reflection and all that. But well, we can tell like. I, don't I think know that I, I think get... everybody knows their personality. I think people know well, the kind of person they are. They just sometimes you think don't so? want to admit. Well, yeah, it's like the difference between you mm. know what kind of person you are, but you don't know the context of what that means. Like you don't know if being a person who likes bananas is a bad trait or not until you meet someone else who's like bananas are great, and you're like, oh, I don't like bananas. This might be a problem. Like <laughs> it's uh, like that's usually like personality on pizza. Yeah, like personality without context is kind of meaningless. Like, sure, it doesn't it doesn't matter what kind of person you are if you're alone because you only have no. you to to bounce that personality. My off point, of. my point is that the uh, it's not a mate. You know, the dogs don't have made up personality any more than people have made up personality. That's what personality is. It's it's our capacity as a group of of humans to identify. The differences of our behavior like and I, it's kind of surprising that you say that everybody knows the, what kind of people they are i'm just I, i'm just well a, everyone has a self-image kind of, of who they think they are to some extent that doesn't mean they know a lot of because people yeah. generally are bad judges of their own character yeah well nothing, that's what nothing shows you yeah. that more than them than someone talking about themselves and you're like yeah really <laughs> i think that's I what you like, think this yeah. is <laughs> I again. One, one, though, one of I my favorites like people... is when you have people that like brag about how they're really honest, and everyone loves that about them. And and <laughs> then, like and like when you know the surrounding people, you're like, everyone thinks this person's a huge asshole, and they don't like dealing with them. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's what you th you think this is a virtuous trait. I see. Oh no. I think it took me well into my twenties to start figuring out my own personality, and not just personality, as in. Not knowing my, uh, basically knowing myself. I, I mean, as in being aware in advance of what kind of reactions or what kind of emotions I'm going to have in different circumstances. Things like how I handle, you know, being uncomfortable or you know, physically uncomfortable, or uh, how I handle stress when it's caused by people acting in ways that I don't agree with. That stuff just comes with with uh, life experience. And it, I think, I don't know, maybe it depends. I suppose it depends on what kind of people you are and what kind of school environment you have growing up. Because, of course, school is so such a big part of our personality. But uh, I, I, like all of my school life, I, I don't see any uh, looking back. Self-awareness. Uh, and I've never in my life. Yeah, it's point. It's like I can't, I can't yeah, take away self, anything from self it. But self-awareness doesn't like define whether you have a personality. That's part, yeah, that's part of your personality more than anything. It's just that I, like, I think what I'm saying is that what we see in dogs as personality is what their personality is. 
f between themselves i do you, i don't think that they would uh they would expect uh, like i don't think dogs see personality in each other or even in humans it's not something that they're probably equipped to deal with because it's think, such an abstract I think they notion do. as well like, like dogs learn i mean like they wouldn't know the terminology or whatever but like dogs learn mm -hmm. how to adopt different behavior patterns around different other dogs when they spend time around them enough like they learn the uh, which i see as them learning the personalities of the other dogs essentially you do not think that's more of a matter of identity like being incapable you know, you ask for your mother to do something and you don't ask for strangers. That's not personality. That's just who they are. That's to you, obviously. But I don't, do you know see, what I mean? a, I don't see a distinction. Hmm. I guess Being, there isn't much, is like, there? The things that make you different as an individual isn't really distinguishable from the idea of a personality, really. I don't, especially if we're talking about tr when we're trying to interpret dogs, like... Any yeah. difference you can think <laughs> of true. is only going to get more blurred. Like, I don't think that's a meaningful distinction to make. Yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that's enough about biology to, to really make much more comments more than I just, like, I, I know the kind of person I am, and I know the kind of person my dog is, but I don't know if either of us actually know the kind of person we are. Like, I don't know if my dog knows who he is, or I don't know if I really know who I am uh, outside of the context of, like, uh, what's it called? Like, I, again, I know, I know who I am, but not if, what, if those, what those traits are, if that makes any sense. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I know I am the kind of person that does X, but I don't know if that translates, uh, to other people thinking that I'm the kind of person that does X. If that makes sense. Sure. Mm. I, I don't think that extrinsic confirmation is required for a personality to exist, though. That's that's true. That's that is which was true. like the base I, level of this whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Yeah. But I, I guess I was thinking more of like dogs, like oh, dogs wouldn't. I don't think do, like the colonel's point. I don't think dogs that like, communicate to each other whether or not they are. I guess what they, what they are like a dog doesn't uh isn't like hey aren't I so quirky and another dog's like actually no you're kind of annoying like I don't think <laughs> there's I, I don't, I don't yeah, think dogs dog, have like yeah, that kind dogs of, don't have the ability to form a self-image express that self-image and then have that self-image be contradicted by their peers <laughs> yeah that's, like, a, that's a certain level think, of sophistication of language that would be required in order to even start processing whether or not they can think about those terms which is, I, I guess that's the way I think of, like, I wonder if, uh, I, I don't know, like, I, I guess when a, when a dog changes their behavior, they're doing so based on simply whether or not they get punished for that behavior. Like, they don't, it's not about whether, they're not thinking about whether they've made a mistake in the moment about, like, oh, maybe I was just rude. I should have, like, borked instead of, like, barked. But <laughs> it's more of, like, they, they did for a, barking. Yeah, like they did an action and went like, oh, I'll never do that again. Like, I got punished for that. I'll never do that again. Dogs Whereas, are pretty smart. Just... Like, they can lie. Well, that's the thing. Is like, that's what I'm... Well, that's they like... lie in our eyes. Like, well, I mean, they, 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 know, they know to misdirect. Like, they, they know... When they learn that certain things are bad oh, and they'll get I in trouble for mean. them, they learn how to 
like uh, they, they learn how Get to try to it. blame it on somebody else or how to hide themselves yeah. away from like the idea <laughs> like they'll avoid looking at the the thing that is the bad thing they did or try to stay out of that room for as long as the bad thing is visible like they they specifically know to like how how like blame can be assigned and how yeah like 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 like, like that's it's, it's just overt like deception it's like when you see a baby lie you're like oh you you've learned that there's a difference between perception and reality <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is like a really yeah. interesting thing to get into and I, I don't know it's fun yeah. watching like videos about like i like youtube knows that i like watching videos about like hyenas <laughs> and wolves and things like yesterday i was watching this thing about like it was a maned wolf has a apparently has a growl bark where it fucking it's like a roar i think it's called a roar bark where it's just like this big booming like like it's scary <laughs> a maned wolf i imagine bark is <laughs> scary sounding it's funny because it's a maned wolf isn't even a wolf it's a it looks like a fox on stilts it's really dorky looking but it's got such a weirdly powerful <laughs> voice that's really intimidating but like looking at the personality and behaviors of, of these creatures like like you can see like you can see exhausted parents like poor <laughs> poor wolf parents that have too many pups and their the pups are too energetic and like the, the 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 dad or the mom will just be fucking laying there and just miserable and they look so tired and wrinkled that they're just like have like six pups just like rolling around and poking at them and, and like bothering them and like you'll see like they'll hit a point where they'll growl at their own pups and like they'll like try to fend them off by like showing like they'll, they'll be showing their teeth and continually growling for like minutes at a time like trying to signal like leave me the fuck alone because they're so they can't deal with this anymore but like they'll never <laughs> yeah. do anything like even when they like even if they snap at their pups it'll be like this like pretend bite that doesn't actually do anything and then the pup will be like and the pup will like loudly like shriek whine and so on because like there's like a whole back and forth <laughs> reaction but like the pup will still be like snuggling against them and rolling into them and like pushing on them and the dog and the parent will still be growling and it's just like this isn't going anywhere like you can't get rid of them and you're not going to actually do anything and it's like <laughs> you're so tired <laughs> yeah oh like a real parent <laughs> yeah like that well i mean it just is a real parent <laughs> dealing yeah. with yeah. the fact that like this th these things will be kind of stupid and kind of annoying and too energetic and they're going to be like this for years and to some extent well, like that's, that's really also like for years uh well it's yeah, like a year well, for, it's a long time a yeah, year is a long time when you're a wolf that's like a lot of your life that's <laughs> it's just fair. waiting for that's your fair. stupid babies to stop being annoying uh and I mean, yeah, technically about, a year of a dog's about, life is a decade like, yeah <laughs> and when we talk about like the uh domestication of dogs and so on like it, you give you give them neotenized traits which is actually what humans have too like we're like neotenized gorillas which is when you retain <laughs> it's, it's when you're it's what well, i guess more accurately accurately chimps or whatever but like you retain these adolescent <laughs> traits into adulthood and aka forever uh, and that's why dogs have floppy ears and bark, which wolves don't have and do, but their puppies do. So like mm. they're like permanently puppies, and that's because it's tied to the, it's tied to the genes that lead to them being more sociable. Because uh, baby mammals are like sociable like all the time, but uh, mm -hmm. they, then they get yeah. set in their ways, and they've been socialized to be like these are the things that are good and bad and so on, and that's how I'll live forever. But like if you 
if you do that, if you uh, if you, when you have neat blah blah, that's a hard word. Juvenile through juvenileization, you have uh, organisms like humans and dogs that retain that sort of like ability to change and learn and so on way longer and are more open to different experiences and and different beings in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it's just oh, it's a lot. I like and that's to think why that animals... somebody. I like to think somebody gets upset about another person just like god i can't believe you're like that's like don't blame me it's my fucking gorilla ancestry <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's why uh wild animals that are bred in captivity can't be released into the wild because they uh they're set in their ways they can't learn anything yeah is that true yeah they will I just not you... adapt they will die I, I thought there's like a whole process for that like you can uh you can breed endangered species in captivity and then raise them. To oh, be, you can. Yeah, you can breed them to ready. release them. But I'm saying that yeah. if they grow up in captivity, then they if they're not, you know, raised to be released, if they are, gotcha. you know, just, yeah, like somebody has a pet tiger and it's just a pet tiger. They can't go back into the wild because they will just get killed by anything <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not anything, but they'll just die. They'll Oop. do the bad things. I would love to see a. I yeah, dog, see, like, like dogs uh, are incapable of dealing with what any any wilderness, <laughs> any wildlife. Uh, well, unless they are they're true? born. I think I think dogs are can hold themselves up a lot better for uh, with wilderness, depending on they don't know what to do. Is the problem? It's not about the, like their physical capabilities or anything. It's like if you look at any video. Yeah, I guess that's uh, true. any video where like some kind of bear or coyote enters society. And and like the wild and like the uh, the animal control people are cal- called and stuff like that. Like all those videos mm-hmm. always have like a dog that's just in the thing's face and just barking. Like I, I watched a video last night where there's a <laughs> they cornered a coyote that was like it was like in their side yard, pushed up against the wall, the brick wall of their house and the gate leading to their backyard. And it was it was cornered there because the only way out was to go towards like the driveway where the people were. So the coyote was just fucking frozen in place. Like, maybe they won't see me. Like, he was, like, camouflaging with the brick. But, like, two inches from his face, on the other side of the the vertical bar, like, gate that leads to the backyard is a dog just barking directly in his face the entire video. (laughs) Like, this coyote's (laughs) trying so hard to stand still and hide from the humans. And this dog is just barking directly in their face for, like, the entire thing. And it's so fucking absurd. And it's... (laughs) And it's like that's, yeah, the, the, like dogs do that. that's the extent you of what dogs do. Dog? It's like that video yeah. where yeah, he's like, dude, dude, be cool. Yeah, uh, he's like, come the, on, what the fuck, man? I thought we we're both dogs. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> or like the equivalent of like what's it called? Uh, like that 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 there was that time that uh, remember when that 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 girl like had a a black bear was like climbing her fence in their backyard and she like shoved them over the fence or something and like they're like their dog was just gonna jump up at the at the bear and it's like that's not no 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 like they don't <laughs> yeah. the dogs have none of the uh they don't have any of the instincts, especially, instincts. Yeah, yeah about like like how like how a wolf pack would interact with a with a thing with an organism like any kind of like game or predator like they're like they would keep they, they would think about range like that the one of the reasons why dog why wolves aren't like barking is because they know that quiet is actually valuable 
like not just constantly making noise which dogs just always do all the time to anything strange like they just continually shout at it and it's, and it's and they're usually alone and it's just a bad strategy and they just go straight up in the face of the thing which is also isn't even a good strategy for other dogs like other dogs don't like how dogs approach things so like that's how that's how a lot of dog fights start is a dog gets in the face of the other dog too fast and it goes poorly and so on like kiki is way too friendly to literally everything all the time and has no boundaries and other dogs will flip out sometimes when she does that and so that you have to like keep control of things it's like like the people are like oh yeah my dog's friendly and my dog's friendly it's like you keep your dog on a fucking leash i don't give a shit if your dog's friendly you don't just randomly encounter you don't like, <laughs> you cannot let dogs just encounter each other on the street at random like they all need to be leashed and it has to be done very carefully because any random dog that's just charging around too freely can just lead to like a dangerous confrontation that, that nobody was ready for you think your drug dog is friendly then you haven't seen anything and then kiki shows up with all the friendly and then the drug <laughs> the other dog freaks out no more friendly <laughs> this was a very hey. we just got a whole answer out of me opening the we just got a whole hour out of me opening with hey what's your favorite dog breed yeah i mean animals yeah. are fun to talk about everyone <laughs> loves animals mm-hmm womp womp that's true why did you have another topic you wanted to talk about besides animals there's a lot of uh, questions in the, the in email. has 18 questions. I'm going to skip a lot of them because a lot of them are like, I don't okay. really want to answer those. Uh, what's the hardest part about being a Let's Player? The hardest part? Social consistency. life. Consistency. Like consistency of like making anything? Yeah. Yeah. That's the like, that's just, like the I'm universal problem when it's yeah. not your like daily incentivized like survival thing. Every uh, what, what did you do? What? Oh, uh, sorry. Go for it. I didn't. I didn't interrupt. Everybody, quiet. <laughs> Keith, you were gonna say. Well, it's just like the every every smaller channel that I know that doesn't end up reaching the point where it's like this is my life now. Uh, it's always like it's always the same pattern of like I'm really motivated this week, and then like see you guys in three months, and so on, like back and forth, like you and Bird and basically every youtube channel that like i encountered like at the beginning like there was like waves and waves of people from like the let's play subreddit and they would all kind of like flicker in and out periodically and like there's always the uh there's the uh, there's i think he i think he actually stopped saying it recently but for a long time while we were, while we were doing overwatch and all this other stuff like there was the there was the mantra from fv of like i think i should really get back into streaming which he would just said like on a weekly basis for years yeah, like a motivation thing. Streaming is even harder than let's playing, like in terms of consistency, and certainly in terms of what I my answer was, which is the social life. I think, like, if you're gonna be a let's player or a streamer, specifically a streamer, but even a let's player, the biggest hurdle is making it your life. So unless you have money to just sustain yourself, you're gonna need to have a job, and if you have a job and then you still record or stream then where do you have when do you have time for family or friends right and i think i think that that's probably the hardest part maybe not hardest as in i think like that's just unavoidable did you guys manage to 
to uh, maintain a social life with uh, while working and having a, a YouTube channel at the same time? I I've never maintained a social life, basically. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I I mean I've ma I maintained a social life, but I again it came at the cost of consistency. Like it it's really mm -hmm. hard to make a, a a fair balance between socializing and doing a thing that takes hours. And it's not even just the the fact of like, oh, even if you do it at like a job eight hours a day, because like realistically, even if you do, you're still doing more than eight hours a day. And there's still just always these other elements in there. Like if I want to socialize with people, usually it requires me to use a computer, um, which means I can't be exporting videos, which means that I got to do that later in the day, which means I have to like consider hey, before I go to bed, I got to make sure I put all these videos to, to export so that way in the morning I can get them out. Like, it's really hard to find a, a pretty doable balance. And people's schedules are different. So some people don't have all the time to be off. And you may not, you know, if you have to stream at certain times, for example, you have to work around that. Or if you have to, if you have a consistent upload schedule, then you need to work around that. Like if someone says, hey, let's go, to the park at 10 a.m. and you're like i gotta make sure my videos are up uh, at 10 and it takes me until at least like noon like it can be really hard to juggle that kind of stuff but i i again that to argue like uh that's kind of how retail works too like retail is also this like hellish scheduling nightmare where it's hard to maintain social life except for the times mm. where like you don't get money like if you're not getting paid that's probably like the only time you can socialize really um but yeah that's just me it, at least personally there's another aspect and i think only in hindsight am i really capable of seeing it which is how people react to you having to make decisions in in your life about what when you're available or what what you can do uh i uh when i started doing youtube i i had um i had a band i had had a band for a few years um and uh it was just something that i i saw i had time to do I could do, I could do, I could, you know, use my gaming time for video making. But the thing with the consistency thing is that uh, sometimes you just need, you know, just need to say no. It doesn't have to be all the time that you say no, uh, but sometimes you need to say no. And the thing is, people will react to you saying no if they're used to you never saying no to yeah. hanging out or to helping out or whatever. Uh, and... Uh, and so the double standard is immediate because for some people, they'll, the same people will say no problem whatsoever if you, you can't. But then you all of a sudden uh, have to, have, you know, you can't do it this Saturday night. And then you have to justify yourself. And then it's, oh, you value that more than I do. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I think those are complicated people. Yeah, that's definitely the case. But it's just that... Uh, the availability and the change of availability is uh is definitely something that it, you know you need to set per, uh, set boundaries and set I do, uh, I do find that when it's your job this is something that people are less likely to respect so oh, if yeah. they want you to do some if they if they want to do something or whatever then it's like it's like a direct affront like you're specifically uh saying no to them for other reasons when you decline to do something because you're trying to get something done for your work and there's like yeah. this expectation of availability that is unfair, basically. It's, yeah, it, absolutely. Can be, it can be very frustrating. 
And it's probably made worse by the fact that, like, as a rule, I try to say yes to basically anything. Just because otherwise I might just just sit here <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so, like, I, I try to make room for basically anything all the time. And sometimes I just, like... But sometimes I just so don't want to deal with that particular thing. I think um, in regards to... Uh, the pandemic really changed the, the, the perspective that people have. And it's a good thing that it changed. But the perspective that people have on work from home... I mean, maybe it didn't change completely, but uh, it was something that people talked about a lot back uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, where, you know, people would start work from home that people who had worked in an office or whatever all their life and then started working from home and uh, starting to deal with people not respecting their time and just being like, oh, you're just you're not doing anything all day. You're just working from home. Uh, that was definitely something I saw a lot on Twitter, people coming to terms with that. The thing oh, that yeah. I find the most um, surprising like, about like I remember I remember Bird being really frustrated and having to set boundaries and stuff because like he would just get like. In the early stages, people were treating it like, uh, like the coworkers were treating it like you. Were, they were just literally always available to, for work things, and you could always contact people at all the hours of the day. And it was like, Oof. at that point, you're just yeah. always working, and it's like it's like being a goddamn doctor. Yeah, <laughs> like work from side. home. Yeah, work from home became on call, and you're oh like, no, 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 yeah, no, no, that's no, the no, other no. side work. of what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, like work from home just means that from my normal work hours, I'm at home, and that's yeah. it. Nothing oh, yeah. else no, changes. I, I remember early work from home. We had we would have plans, so you and I would be streaming or doing something, and then you would just disappear for like an hour sometimes. Like we'd be yeah. doing our World of Warcraft series, and you would just leave because you suddenly got called about something that that was like I like that one time you that someone was like fix my spreadsheet and you just literally you, like you photoshopped their spreadsheet ultimately or whatever to fix it like something yeah. like that. Like, it was ridiculous. Like moments like that, I was like, I don't. There's like the first fifteen or twenty minutes of like, I don't know if he's coming back, and then eventually, like, I, I guess I'll keep streaming for a bit. I'll just play my other character and sort of talk directly to chat for a while, and then like like a, for like an hour later, you came back, and it was like that's just somebody fucking just calling you at random. Like, like you should be able to like. The whole point of not being a YouTuber is that you should be able to go home from work and have it end and be like, I am in not work mode. I can do what I want now. <laughs> It's really fucked yeah. up if your job isn't YouTube that when they then turn around and be like, yeah. hey, what if all of your life was work? Because that's the yeah, that's the pit you fall into as a YouTuber is like you're always especially like that. Like that's why some YouTubers have offices uh, is, mm -hmm. is to try to recreate the idea of going to work and then leaving work and like mentally switching in and out of that. Because like if you work in your bedroom, then it's easy to fall into a loop of just always working, especially since like the thing you do for work is a thing you kind of enjoy. So it's like, what it I had, it, it, you can so easily just have that be your life all the time. I was, I was coming at it from the other side though. I was thinking of people in your family, not treating you like if you were at work when you're working from home, you guys yeah. just went for the aspect. It's like on the one hand, you're always on call. And on the other hand, you're, you're, you're always on a sabbatical or something. Yes. Yeah. You're simultaneously yep. always working, but also your work doesn't really count. So you're you're free to do this, right? It's, yeah. And it's, it's yeah. so fucking aggravating, and nobody like properly really understands how to how to interact with it. I mean, if you set boundaries well enough, they they, they understand. They they get there. Uh, like I you, I still as a habit greatly I will on say, the person. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, I still as a habit will 
always say, please don't make noise when I leave a room where where the other people in the house are and I'm just coming up here. It's just as I always say that. <laughs> it's just like oh, my yeah. goodbye <laughs> emote. Um, but no, what I've had, I, I've had what some was... increasingly terse conversations about like repeated interruptions of people knocking on my door about this or that. And it's just not a big deal. And it's like, you should not, this was not worth interrupting me over. You could just text me and I'd get it and I'd, I'd hear about the whatever eventually or whatever, but like repeatedly getting knocked, my door knocked on in the middle of recording sessions over and over again. And it's just like, no, stop. This is, I'm doing a thing. You make my whole day lo longer and harder when this happens and it creates this permanent like interruption in the video that I'm currently making. And that just, and then there's like a knock on effect of like several other problems that happen. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like you, and, and like it, and you, <laughs> I, it, you it, it ends up as a thing where like, you're the asshole and it's like, you wouldn't I do was, this for anyone else's job. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I now I'm recalling when I started doing let's plays, I wouldn't edit them. I would just start recording on OBS and then pause, at, uh, stop, stop the recording at the end. So I'll just do my intro and outro all in one take, which means that, uh, and I didn't edit because I didn't have an editing. Oh yeah, I remember. Software. <laughs> <laughs> and which means that if somebody interrupted me midway through, I had to scrap the whole recording. And I did that a few times. And Jesus. there were some, I was mad at people for that. And I would explicitly say, you have just cost me half an hour. That would drive me so fucking of, of, crazy. Of, uh, a time I don't have because I'm like I have a daytime job and then I'm doing this <laughs> after hours, um, and so I, I I remember having those conversations. It's just the boundaries need to be set. It, there's yeah. no other way around that. God, yeah, I remember and that because I remember doing Viking with you and Bumpy, and you were both <laughs> at the time I think just yeah recording in one clip and then uploading it essentially. So. Like I was, I was, I was in streamer mode the way that we are like with our sessions with Bird and Andrew and everybody normally where it's like, oh yeah, we just go for two hours. I just hit record and I figure out what to do with it later. But like when we did Viking, <laughs> it was like we were doing the entire playthrough by literally stopping and starting in like 20 or 30 minute chunks with like three people. And it's like, <laughs> this is an awkward way to do this. Especially if you awkward. end up having to like, especially if you end up in like in a. A differently structured playthrough, like mm -hmm. like if it was Valheim or something, where you'd where you'd want to like maybe edit certain things out. Oh, it's yeah. like suddenly yeah. this video is ten minutes long now, or suddenly this video has three outros in it because they keep saying goodbye, but then the video keeps going. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I uh, in hindsight, it it could have been handled better, but it <laughs> was just like part of the learning experience, I suppose, on my end. Like nowadays, I, I definitely, I, I definitely uh, find it easiest to, when I can get away with it, try to have uh, in my solo playthrough stuff like a structured recording where I am, I'm keeping an eye on the timer, and I try to actively, uh, like choose when each episode starts and ends while I'm recording, as opposed to finding the trying to find an opening and editing because it's way more awkward mm -hmm. when I can like, even if I don't, even though I don't really do an outro or an intro, I can like consciously pick a moment just to end the episode and that's more helpful mm -hmm. than like trying to find the spot because the, like there's like two rhythms happening at the same time in a let's play like one is the cadence of the video game itself like cutscenes and boss fights and all that and the other one is my own commentary and like whenever like there's like a direct relationship where whenever the game is flowing the most or, or like has a break in the flow and is in is like is like switching states and it'd be a good episodic time to break it that's when i'm most likely to be starting up or ramble? being in the middle of like a big ramble about oh, something so that yeah, i can't exactly. interrupt I that, that and i'm well. like fuck 
So like I, de- I definitely try to like live edit in that way, which means yes yeah. that whenever anything happens, like I die and have to have to run back or whatever, and I'm like, okay, this time we're not showing it. Then it's like, okay, I have to consciously end my recording keep an eye keep in my mind how long the recording was do the math of how much time's left in the episode and then keep in my mind while i'm recording how much longer the next recording should be to like even it out to then be a complete episode like that's been happening in in demon souls and so on but then, but then when something happens like lock like a puzzle game fucking throw it in the garbage just gonna binge record <laughs> for like six hours and we're just gonna fucking find the structure in the editing because i have no idea how much i'm editing out of any episode while i'm making it because i have no idea like how long i'll be stuck on a particular puzzle and like it's just there's enough mental bandwidth being spent on the puzzles to that i don't want to sit there and like start a timer and be like okay well it took me 15 minutes to solve this puzzle but i'd really like it if the pacing was more like six minutes so i'm gonna gotta do math about what that means for this like no it's, it's fucking it's pointless it's, it's undoable the, the other thing about thing. having having a consistency is that if you record every day it doesn't matter what you're going to record that day is you need to be in the mood to record oh i hate that it, that is like it can be a, lo- a day long process if you're like you gotta like I remember, yourself up yeah yeah absolutely and if like it, it's it, some you can basically spend the whole day psyching yourself up and if it doesn't work if you're not in the mood well i guess that you can't like, either you're either either gonna record something bad or or just uh you don't record oh yeah you can and spend your have, entire day in a funk feeling like you're like not in the right headspace to do your job or whatever and yeah. being like uh maybe i have maybe if i have coffee maybe if i eat uh, sugar works very well you for go me. through like phases of like what thing you think might help and so on or, like, i'm gonna go on <laughs> yeah. a walk maybe i'll like wake up or something or feel better like you just keep going through phases play... of what might help it sucks for me i play the guitar i have sugar a lot of it and uh if i drive i'm good i don't know why i think it's just a habit of of like driving home from work and i like I, in the driving i get in the mood because uh i started doing youtube like that yeah, I would always record right after coming from work. So on the way home, I would be like, hello, everyone. Welcome to our Let's Play and all that. And, I, you know, especially because I spend the whole day speaking Portuguese and then need to switch to English. And uh, and so, yeah. I can't even process Driving that idea. Sorry? I can't even process that idea. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> what, what yeah. is the bilingual life is just like a whole different thing. Yeah, it it definitely rocks my world a bit that you live in a society that speaks a different language than the channel that you run all day. Like you do hours and hours <laughs> yeah. and hours of, of content all the time in a completely different language. Presumably, like I I assume you, did you, did you do it to practice English or did you do it because English was a bigger market and your videos would do better or both or? No, I I did it because I thought my English was good enough, which. It wasn't necessarily, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't unintelligible. And it isn't still, I hope. But um, it's mostly for uh, for the the reach. I think, I mean, the fact that I cannot play games in Portuguese because they don't exist, especially older games. That's that's definitely a thing. Imagine doing a Let's Play of an English game in Portuguese. It'd be weird. Like, there's no... (laughs) I, I suppose it works like if if you're doing like a Minecraft playthrough or or something or a shooter or whatever. These days it's a lot different, but back in the day, there weren't. The stuff just wasn't localized. 
Yeah, I, I it would. There's there's basically no games in Portuguese or in European Portuguese anyway. Even even today, there there's very few, like especially role playing games. So they they all end up as being Brazilian Portuguese. If mm -hmm. they look, but there's even then there's very few. Hmm. So you essentially had to it, like learn English to be a fan of video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, games is is the reason why I. Um, well, it's not the reason why I know English because eventually life goes its own way. But I learned English through through video games for sure. Yeah, like so, uh, the basic skills uh, that I acquired in school. But like uh, the interest came from reading walkthroughs and and uh, it, playing Fallout and playing Baldur's Gate and and reading walkthroughs to those games as well. And obviously, there's a lot of vocabulary that comes from there. But uh, after that, I uh, the Listening to Let's Plays and, and listening to video game videos really got me to where I am today, I think. So, yeah, games definitely are the reason why I speak English so much. It's definitely a weird experience where, like, like you as a Let's Player, you just have people tell you that they're watching your content to learn English. And you're like... Am I the best? Am I the best source on that? <laughs> like, I must I say that this, I didn't volunteer never happened for that. To me. <laughs> I mean, it works. It's, it's, it's oh no, wait! A You're saying I'm saying that about you? Yes, that is true. I was I was thinking you were talking about um, comments that you get. No, I, I am. Oh, you're saying that's okay, a yeah. whole genre of comment is people that say that they're watching those. your content to learn English. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't volunteer to be an authority on on that. <laughs> but it works really well, though. Uh, yeah. Like the thing, the thing that I I uh, notice the most with uh, my colleagues that speak English or try to speak English is that they'll always be thinking about how to say whatever they are thinking in English, which is, I mean, yeah, I know it sounds. Like a well, of course they're doing that, but the, um, the you only really get to speak a language fluently when your thought is already shaped by what you know how what you know to say. Like I never, and that happens a lot. Uh, I notice that a lot as well uh, with how hesitate, uh, with how much I hesitate in uh, when doing these podcasts in comparison to my own let's plays because when I do a let's play. I already know what I'm thinking. I, I I never walk myself or run myself into a rut where I'm like, oh, I don't know what, uh, how do I how do I say what I'm trying to say? Um, and in podcasts, because we're you know there's so much of a back and forth in our thoughts here, uh, I certainly I certainly get myself all twisted every once in a while. But the um, but in a day to day language, like we don't think, you know, the common the common speech is very much about just common phrases that we say every time every day. Like, even even when we're trying to explain ourselves or come up with new ideas, we just really, at the end of the day, there's very few sentences that we make up on the spot. And if we just don't know that intimately yeah. because we, we, you know, we live with our language. If we're, it stands if out we way just... more when you're not as familiar with the language. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know shit for Japanese, but it's like, let's play a fun drinky game. Let's count down to when they say chotomate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just those common sentences. And so hearing people say those common sentences and just adding them to your vocabulary and just knowing how often they say it as well. Because sometimes you you say something really weird, but you know you've heard it already, so you're not like wrong. But you said it, it it's like in a in a weird context or it's just a weird way of saying it. 
um, even though it's technically correct and you already heard it. Uh, it's just knowing how often people say a certain thing is so valuable to being fluent in English. So I can definitely, like, it's not about how well you speak in, in your native language or wh whatever well means in that context. It's just about hearing people talk. It's so, so important to, you know, just learning how to talk yourself. Meanwhile, I'm the guy that will just say a weird wrong sentence on purpose because <laughs> I'm, it's like my job is to entertain. So I'm just going to do this wrong on purpose. <laughs> that's, and that's the goal. <laughs> Learn from it me. Lot, it sounds a lot worse when you say it like that, where you're like, I'm actively saying things wrong on purpose. And people are like, I want to <laughs> learn English through you. Well, <laughs> it reminds me, well, it's like the first year when we had Effie back was like, he would repeatedly be like, like, that's what a weird thing to say, or that was a strange, like, he'd like react to a thing like that. And it's like, oh. yep, Effie, that's uh, what I do. <laughs> that was uh, new me. me. That was me doing a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> like when Thought Slime says Burger King. <laughs> Watch Crumb. Watch Crumb. <laughs> Effie should actually, I, Effie doesn't do that ever. We need to what? we need to ask Effie to to say things wrong. Well, he's a he's more of a straight man than he is. Yeah, he's more of a straight man. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, yeah that's he's the, the uh, I mean, he's the I would nothing would go over my head. I would catch it, person. That's yeah. why. That's what I'm saying. Like we need to we need to like train him to say something wrong. So Effie, he, he no, takes, almost, say something he wrong. takes basically on. everything completely literally, like to the point where <laughs> yeah, jokes I don't know. work because he thinks that yeah, yeah, you, but that's you just mean point. it. I know. <laughs> To the point where I think he's doing it on purpose, but the way you're saying it right now, it doesn't seem like he There's is. just people that are wired that way, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, I've tested the yeah. boundaries before with people sometimes when I find that they're like that, where I'm like, let's see how absurd I can get something and see if it ever registers as a joke, and it like still won't. And I'm like, I, I don't know what it's like to live this life, but here we are. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I can I can discuss real life as if it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and it'll just be taken completely in good faith that it's real. That I, what I'm saying, and I'm like, <laughs> I, okay, huh? Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's and I don't think it's always the case, but I think like some of it's like like autism spectrum type stuff where it's just like different ways of social interacting. Although I don't I don't think that covers everyone though. The wide mm -hmm. variety of reasons why somebody can be just a bit confusing. I couldn't yeah. tell you. I just, I know the way that I interpret things in the world. I, I often make that mistake where I'll, like, sometimes I'll just misunder completely misunderstand uh, the tone of someone's voice on whether or not they're being, like, uh, jokingly or not. I'm like, oh, yeah. wait, are you, are you, you know, like, you have to take that second where you're like, am I supposed to react absurd or am i supposed to be concerned that they met made this like egregious error like you know like what do you oh how are you supposed <laughs> to approach the situation uh the most it's like seeing, the most sorry i was gonna say it's like seeing someone hold a hammer upside down where you're like okay this is either really dangerous <laughs> or they're making a really good joke but like you gotta you, like you don't <laughs> want to wait until they swing yeah, like you don't want to wait until they swing at you to realize to like figure out whether it's a joke or not. You kind of want to like <laughs> prepare yourself for that joke. Uh, and I can I have a, uh, yeah. I was gonna say like when you said that, I thought I was gonna say oh that sort of happens to everybody. But then I was thinking, does it actually? 
you know, where when you <laughs> need to take a step back. I mean, I think it does. I have a story uh, where it happened. I, it doesn't happen to me very often. It's just saying. But I understand that it, it might happen to everybody. Um, there's another, another name for a yeti, which is the abominable snowman. Is that how it works? I know there's an English version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it uh, abominable so- snowman? Yep. Okay. So abominable is a weird word. Even yes. in, in Portuguese, it is a weird word because it comes from abomination and it's not very necessarily very often used. It's and like saying I'm an enemy. <laughs> like it's a really messy pain <laughs> yeah. in the ass thing to pronounce just in general. Um, and uh, I was in a uh, I was on vacation with some friends and with some people that I didn't interact with very often. Uh, and so I didn't have the repertoire to make fun of them or even try to make fun of them or anything. Um, and uh, it was one of the cases where I perhaps should have taken a step backwards to think what their tone was, because I didn't. So what happened was, uh, I am a little bit like Keith every once in a while, and I mispronounce things on purpose. And I mispronounced abominable snowman, and I said abdominable snowman. <laughs> and uh, the person who uh, I wasn't particularly very... <laughs> Snowman's uh, jacks. <laughs> yeah. The person in question uh, proceeded to have the conversation that we were having while saying abdominable snowman, completely, <laughs> completely dry, just completely flat faced and just he was going with it. And the moment he said it, I, I burst out laughing in his face and I said, ah, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, and then I realized it was actually serious and he thought it was pronounced like that. So he just so lashed on the way you said and used you as like a source. <laughs> no, no. He already said things like that before. Oh. That was the thing. That's how he pronounced oh, it. Oh, he's having a moment. Because <laughs> then I, I, I yeah, because then I, uh, I, I, I tried to clarify and I just dug myself deeper and deeper instead of letting it go. I just, excuse oh, me, no. I was saying it to be funny. Uh, do you think it's pronounced like, because it's not pronounced like that. <laughs> uh, so it was super awkward and bad and the rest of the vacation was actually. Satire kind of is actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, the satire is actually, that was good. I stand by that. No, don't. You were misbehaving <laughs> really bad that day. <laughs> I misbehave every once in a while. People don't know what we're talking about. Let's not bring that <laughs> to the podcast. Well, I already brought it up, so now it's too late, isn't it? Shouldn't we just explain it? Yeah, so Keith, Keith was playing... Did you finish the game already? Yeah, that was like a, like a month or two ago, I think. I, play, yeah, I played a, a, a game a, on Dreams that was called Lock. That was just a, it's a very interesting and good puzzle game and like well beyond anything you would expect to find in Dreams. And the comment, the uh, the creator of the game was in my comment section. He's he's also in my Discord and and in my Patreon, uh, and was already an audience member, I guess. And uh, and he's like in the comment section, like responding here and there to things. And sometimes people recognize that he's the developer, and sometimes they don't, and so on. But Colonel's just having this like extended argument with him about his own game, about whether or not something is satire. And it's like, stop, stop, stop. You're gonna make him leave. <laughs> It was yeah. I realized that um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't about whether something was satire. It was specifically about whether something was satire or parody, which I realize are two similar things, but they're not the same thing, and they uh, they specifically don't don't come from the same place in our in our hearts. Like hearts. you don't satirize something that you like. You make a parody of something that you like, and vice versa. Is that true? And, 
Yeah, I, I realize, like, I know there are similar words, and I know, like, in day-to-day -day language, we can say whatever, it's fine. Just, you can satirize something that you like, it's fine. But um, but in literary thing, it, it isn't. Like, that's not where it is. Sa parody is a an exaggeration um, for the... An it's like a caricature in, a, in the sense that you're just trying to make it seem silly or, or just go beyond the scope of anything that's reasonable. And it's funny because of that. Whereas satire, it's funny because you're exposing the flaws of something. Like, you don't make a satire... You don't make satire without a point. You know what I mean? Like... Your satire always has a meaning. It's not that, that you know. I was speaking on that on the. I didn't know. Obviously, I didn't know it was the the creator of the game when I made the comments. Um, but um, I was speaking on the commenter on the on the creator of the game. Okay, I'll I'll say it outright. I was speaking on the creator of the game. Um, because he said it was satire, and I was like, aha! Technically, it's not. <laughs> it's whatever. So uh, that happened. I still stand by it, though, because I was technically correct. I might have just I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it. It wasn't the first time I did something like that in Keith's comment section. Technically correct. The best, the best kind the best of kind. correct. Oh. <laughs> you could say it was a calculated risk. My maths just suck. <laughs> I like that one. It's, sounds like real math. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I... Comedy, comedy is weird. Comedy is a uh... sounds very general to say that, but yeah, like satire and trying to what's the word I'm looking for? Trying to to dis to sometimes to navigate through comedy can be a challenging task, especially with what we were talking about before, like a different language barrier. Um, trying to find out like what is when someone's being uh like you said like set like being satirical or if they're just being a parody um mm -hmm. i feel like sometimes that could be a little bit harder to navigate sure. through yeah uh depending on your like level of understanding of local language mm -hmm. that too I, but but yeah i don't know that, like it didn't help to me that i um when I made that comment, I had only heard Keith's Let's Play reading the specific part that was that we were arguing about. Uh, so I made the comment sort of impromptu, and then I went back and listened to it again. And uh, I tr I, re I tried really hard to be like, let's try to disprove my theory that this is parody and not satire. <laughs> and as far as I understand things, I I, I couldn't disprove that. I couldn't, because for me the 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 distinction really comes from. How free are you with satire in comparison to when you're just doing parody? Because satire, you can't really... You're not, you're not satirizing something if you go beyond the scope of what that something is. Like, uh, you, you, like imagine you pick a politician and uh, you just have them say, poo-poo, da-da, poo-poo, da-da. That's not satire. That's a parody. But it isn't satire, right? That's a very simple... Thing to understand but the reason why it isn't satire is because the politician doesn't say that if the politician actually says something like that or you're you're referencing something or something then that is satire even though you're 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 putting it in a situation where you know it's silly or out of it, it, it's not real uh and, you know because it, it's fiction you're you're making fun of them but do you know what i mean like the um, the freedom that you have with satire is a lot less than the freedom you have with parody. You can, and you can make parody of people you don't like and you, do, you disagree, it's totally fine. It's, you know, 
that's why I was saying like um, in this specific example, it was uh, about somebody who was like uh, a hunter and uh, and just you know I don't remember exactly the details, but it was somebody who who uh, was talking about wildlife in a, in a very detached and dehumanized way, uh, which I. In an you know, just an like, increasingly false information way. Like, it was just yeah. ram the ramblings of somebody that doesn't actually know what they're talking about in an extended, yeah. like, nature documentary book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like this, it's just like... It, the worst thing about that, the, the uh, like, the, the white back gorilla is that slept with my wife, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, there, was, there was stuff like that. It's like... It's just that's just parody. You're just making a situation with obviously a, a specific character that keep that people can sort of understand easily if we just explain it like we just did. But you're not actually saying anything about wildlife hunters. You're as just far as I can named. tell, this the and I don't really know and some it's semantics and all that. But as far as I can tell, I mm -hmm, guess the yeah. like thing that makes parody parody is that you parrot the uh, <laughs> the style of the thing essentially. So you're kind of restricted to recreating the style of the thing you're parodying and then like making jokes within that and exaggerating it and so on. But if you you can't like break from the style because that's not really a parody anymore. No, that's satire. <laughs> you're, well, that's, that's what satire. <laughs> yeah. Parody can be anything. You can make a parody of anything with anything. That's that's why that's at least my understanding. The satire is the one that you're limited in, I think. But I mean, feel free to disagree. I think and I think satire is more a, re uh, a representation of the reality that is itself a criticism of of what, the contents of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I may be. I may not be explaining myself very well. But I don't think I don't think satire has to like recreate the style. No, I, yeah, like not the Jojo style. Rabbit is a satire, not a parody. It's not Little like rabbit. it doesn't like yeah, recreate yeah. like Triumph of the Will or whatever. Wait, not Triumph oh, of the I see Will. Where it's you're Triumph. From. Which one's the KKK one? Which one's the Nazis? Is it Triumph of the Will? Is that the, the Nazis? <laughs> uh, Triumph of I the should. Will is the Nazis one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, it's yeah, not recreating. I see where you're coming from. It's not recreating yeah. Triumph of the Will, but like as but funny or whatever. It's got Taika Waititi just dressed up as hitler being a dumbass in a way that sat that specifically satirizes several elements of fascism and and hitler himself and nazism and so on and it's like mm -hmm. it's not recreating the style of anything related to the nazis mm -hmm. it's just shitting on them by by literally being like hey i'm hitler look at what, what a dumbass i am but like you know with good writing because <laughs> jojo rabbit was very good so yeah i don't think satire has to recreate the stylings of the thing that it's mocking whereas i think parody specifically does i also have a low opinion I, of most yeah. parody because it's that's what so much of youtube is is like we're a parody yeah. by which we mean we want to piggyback on it's like it's like let's plays with less honesty like, because obviously, like, Let's Plays are about, like, literally using somebody else's media and then commentating on it and so on. But so much of parodies are, like, it's increasingly lowbrow comedy where, in many cases, they're just sort of recreating the very thing that they're parodying. And they're just like, you, you like Pokemon? We'll make our own Pokemon animation and we'll call it a parody and he'll go poopy poopy fart fart and pull out a gun maybe. And it's like, but really the goal is just to make anything Pokemon related to get some Pokemon views. And it's like, it's like really unentertaining to me. And usually 
very yeah. unsophisticated in its in its in, in like its its creation. It's very it's the kind of thing where it's like if you were just making up a thing on the fly as a funny joke that you're saying in a commentary thing, then it's one thing. But to like put so much effort into something that has so little value makes me sad. <laughs> it's like watching fucking <laughs> like like it's it's like like po like Pokemon parodies on YouTube are so frequently like the equivalent of like nostalgia critics of the wall where it's like, wow, this video being like a skit or an animation or something took a surprising amount of effort and oh I see it had nothing to offer yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's weird to have like high effort low value content but youtube's like really there's a weird amount of that and it's a lot of chen, uh, trend chasing and so on mm -hmm. man can you imagine putting in making videos about things that you don't actually have anything to say and knowing <laughs> And knowing that you're gonna get millions of people watching, I would be. It's like, I would it's, do like that. It's, it's 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 like the trap of like you get in, you're inspired enough to like care about a few things, and you get enthusiastic about those things, but then you like <laughs> become the yeah. algorithm chasing content creator machine where it's like, well, this is my job now. I now have to create things on a schedule. So let's become game theory. <laughs> Is always it's, one of my yeah. go-to examples where it's like game theory back when he was on game trailers was a it was a fairly amusing show and it would like it was clearly like coming from the a place of love and this this wacky thing and it was like you couldn't take it seriously because it was intentionally stupid and there was a lot of like like literally self-defeating logic like he because he would he would apply logic to worlds that literally can't have logic applied to them so he'd be like counting the number of pixels. Uh, high a Mario character is and then comparing him to another character by counting how many pixels high he is in that game but like those two different Mario games were not created in the idea that they'd be like consistent with each other in proportions and so on so nothing makes sense and like Mario actually runs at 57 kilometers per hour and it's, it was bullshit it was stupid but then mm -hmm. it's like like he 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 broke me when fucking Suicide Squad came out, and he made a he made like a two parter theory on his film theory channel that was like, uh, the the video was just a hypothetical theory. Like maybe hopefully next week I'll have something worth talking about. Let's find out. So the first video was just explaining a fan theory that already exists that there are actually three different jokers the gangster one the psychopath one and the jokester jokester one because it's like the three different eras of the joker in comics and it's like instead of being one character what if they're canonically three different characters and it's just like basically plagiarism like he's just explaining an yeah. existing theory for an entire video and make and then padding it out to be like 10 minutes long because that's what the old the videos have to be and then it's like sure hope i have something to talk about next week and it's like then suicide squad came out suicide squad came out and it was terrible and he's like well i guess it was that one or whatever and it's like this was 20 minutes this was 20 minutes holy shit <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> like it was like the, the level of padding can be deeply frustrating but like there's like well, the algorithm chase like you just like you got to make the content every week you gotta go like even channels yeah, i like gotta... can be bad sometimes like like uh oh, yeah. stephanie sterling uh is like they're good videos about good things generally speaking mm. but also like sometimes she'll just repeat the same thing 10 times until the video is long enough <laughs> like literally just <laughs> the same sentence over and over again i'm like you're just 
this is a three minute video <laughs> and it's like 15 minutes long and then here's nah. a weird and here's a weird little wacky thing in the middle That's of like a commercial rare. i saw it's not no, the commercial <laughs> it's the not commercial, rare the, it's part of the show though it's like it's that sort no, of but it's, uh, yeah no i, I like i, I i'm, I'm, I'm amused by the silly things but I, there's definitely like on a regular basis i'm like i i literally click out of videos on a regular basis where i'm like <laughs> it's yeah i get funny. it i get it i get what you're saying and they're it's you're saying funny it again I, and i'm i watch uh, a lot I, of I, i'm uh, clicking the x now goodbye <laughs> i watch a lot of videos the vast majority of videos i watch uh apart from cute animals uh i watch on double <laughs> speed um and um the gymquisition is one of the few that i watch on normal speed and then i rewatch it after that's gross yeah because it's good it's really good it's getting watch, a lot better as well i think you just like the 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 emotion the righteousness <laughs> uh, I, yeah the emotion is very cathartic as well the lightning bolt from the heavens righteousness that is the emotional tone of the show because the all, actual content yeah. of the show uh not only can it can be a little That's repetitive true. episode episode to episode in that it's the same topics repeating because the show's been on for so long but like sometimes the single episode will just hit the same point again mm -hmm. and again yeah. and again and it's like I don't know. I'm writing like I'm eight thousand words deep into a thing, and I'm self-conscious about which parts I repeat myself on. But I'm like, is it worth repeating just to reinforce that point or remind them now that of that thing I said earlier? Now that we're in a new section, but like those things, and I know because I've written one recently. Like, uh, God, how long was my my essay? Because I think my Zelda video is like about that long. Of, of like the gym acquisition videos often are. So I know how mm -hmm. long it likely was in word count. And so I can just think about like it just repeats and repeat. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wonder sometimes how scripted it is, or if it's just rambling. Yeah, as far as I understand it, only the intros and outros are non-scripted. Like at least that's what they say in the specifically in the intros and outros when when they mess up and all that. But uh, like I, I think it's the the tone is very different though. Uh, like for one, yeah. it's a weekly show, so it's like. Uh, oh, yeah, my my Zelda always... video that's 13 minutes long was tw 2330 words. Mhm. Mm that's that's surprisingly few words for how long. Huh. It all depends on least... how much you talk or how mm -hmm. fast you talk. How, the, uh, yeah, how fast you talk. <laughs> I was all grim the... in the annihilation video so it was only it was a uh, 7700 words for 50 something minutes. I think what happens is that, like for example, your videos, uh, Keith, uh, I watch I watch them on normal speed, except on the rewatches. But I watch them on the normal speed because I can't. I literally can't process all the thoughts at, at double speed. It's too much. I I can't do it. So I I need to <laughs> I need to process dense. it. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, that's exactly what happens. Like a lot of uh, especially news shows and and uh, and uh, things that I'm just already used to, and if people repeat themselves and all that, I can watch on double speed because. I, I, like, I know what's coming, or uh, I can realize what people are saying very fast, uh, or because they take their time to think if it's not scripted. But, like, especially on on, on your videos, Keith, it, it's, 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 uh, oh, it stands no, with information. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> well, like, this podcast, <laughs> I think podcasts are brilliant for double speed. Like, we just stutter all so much and, and repeat ourselves and reinforce each other's points. Yeah. It's easy to... It's easy to go for double speed. I know you don't like double speed, but have I the, repeated the, the, that that they were repeating themselves enough times? It I maybe I should repeat that again. 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat I, I caught the, the point irony about... when I said it again. Where I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> is it burlesque show? Is it is it what I'm thinking of? That's a word. Uh, <laughs> what, what are you thinking of? Uh, like the style of the Jimquisition with the like the cabaret style and then the staff and the hat uh, and the, all that. Uh... That's because it's a spectacle. And then there's the podium and then there's the, the pogs. I don't know the, the specifics classes. of how the word would work necessarily I think in this, is... outside of the context of being just an actual literal burlesque show on a stage or whatever. Yeah. And even that I barely understand, but I think burlesque it's definitely is like with women and, 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 and yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I like guess the, the gym but... position has definitely been increasingly, increasingly intentional camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I think it's getting better. But also, like, I, yeah, the I'm themes are... Think of... Oh, go for the it. Sorry, the themes are getting harder and harder, it, like, in the gaming industry. Because it used to be that it was Steam Green Light that was bad. And it was. And now it's freaking Activision and... Nothing that was bad Rockstar. has ever gotten better. No, it's just that <laughs> we didn't talk about them. <laughs> you can just rewind so now... to, like... Five ten-year-old episodes, and none of them have oh, I been do resolved. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no I do problems that have been while. resolved in like the almost the entire games industry, Steam. basically. Yeah, Steam is just. Well, I, I no one has the time to fix it. They just have time to be upset about it. It's so not it's... time though. Like we can't fix it. It's just that they have no profit motive to fix it. Steam. The reason why Steam uh, stopped the green light system wasn't because they thought a lot of junk games were getting through the green light is become is because they weren't getting enough profit out of the system so they just allow everyone in and it just it's it's uh i steam like i i realize that for a normal user the experience is very different uh than when you compared to somebody like me and and like us who are looking for new games but me trying to look for new rpgs that are coming up or have just been released is literally impossible on steam i cannot do that if you look up by most recently released, it isn't the most recently released. It's <laughs> algorithm driven. So it's games that everybody's covering already on YouTube. And if you look, if you go it's into the both, options, it's, it's you, you hit a thing where both the sorting options are a lie and the categories are a lie. So you're like, oh, that too. You're just like, that's just not an RPG, even by the broad definition that I'm normally mad about. <laughs> like, you'd be like, exactly. Fucking this open world crafting game's an RPG, and I'm like, okay, come on, words even mean less than ever now. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And then the thing is, or like, if you, it, like, if you don't let your the algorithm tell you what the latest are. And if you actually go by latest, then you are going to go pages and pages until you find a game that costs... This is latest release. And you're going to go pages and pages until you find a game that costs more than five euros. Because it's all junk. It's all, oh, yeah. like... If either Lots of it's, use it's garbage. of chiller font. Chiller <laughs> font? <laughs> Nothing is more uh, damning than unironically using chiller font as your logo for a video game that you supposedly cared about making. It's just such yeah, baseline it's... embarrassing. This is the creepy font for my horror game. It looks like <laughs> blood. It's, it's... Yeah, I remember yeah, I remember even... when I used my word processor for the first time when I was seven. I found Chiller and Joker Man and Papyrus. 
Papyrus is still like a it's, good font. It's Where'd not Joker even like Man the go? best. That never comes up anymore. Is it gone? No, it's not even. It's not even like the best uh, horror font either, which is the no. most upsetting. Like you can get yeah. better free horror font. Yeah, but that's the one that's uh, built in. That's how low of the yeah, but that's is. what I'm saying is like you're not even taking the effort to go they find could, a they good. They could check out DA font or something. Go to like Blam font, uh, Blambot. Like Blambot has so many fonts, and a lot of them are free, and they're all amazing. Like, yeah, damn. I mean, my, my like, two most can... my most used fonts besides Impact for dealing with like titles or subtitles or whatever are uh, I think it's called Optimus Princeps, which is like. It's the Dark Souls fan font, and then uh, Coverwatch, which is just Overwatch. Hmm. I just, uh, I stick with web development fonts. And the ones that everybody uses for slogans and... I'm um, in graphic design, I don't need standardization. <laughs> They're good, though. I, I, over the this years, text I've... text is I've, not uh, selectable. <laughs> over the years, I've, I've definitely grown my taste, or developed my taste i suppose in um in what fonts i like and where i like them and all that and uh i've been i've been doing uh sort of on my free time i've been doing a, a portfolio website for a friend uh that we do, we know each other very well but we never talk about fonts because that's not what people talk about um and then i i just put i i, I made him a mock-up with all the all the fonts and other things and you know where we talked about and where he wanted and all that and i used like you know modern modern fonts sans serif uh stuff where for the most part for legibility and then uh you know just different uh widths or weights is the correct term for different parts of you know for for uh different parts of the website and all that it's just all very modern stuff like everybody does i'm, I'm not a huge i'm not a, I'm an amazing web uh, web designer but i i know the trends and i know how people do it and uh and I, I also do it for a living, so I, just, I, I know what I'm doing. But he hasn't had to think about this sort of stuff since 1998. And then he tells me that he wants to use Century Gothic for the text. Mm -hmm. And then he wants to use uh, Gothic Bank BT, I think is what it's called, for the titles. Which is just like, yes, I used that in high school. Why would you... <laughs> And then I did, and then it. I mean, he liked it. So I mean, I'm, what can I do? What can a friend do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just have to pick your battles. Yeah. <sighs> At least he had the vaccine, so that was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> These are comparable yeah. things. <laughs> well, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like going back to videos on YouTube. I'm trying to think of the. Like the, we used the to use Destroy Earth <laughs> was the font uh, you started oh, the channel with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fonts I usually use are... I, I can't even remember off the top of my head what fonts I'm using by default, but the uh, there, I just have so many. I have like... I think I have... I think I have like over 2,000 fonts installed on my computer. Um, I've basically just like went and s grabbed every single free font that exists in the world and just like well, put them in squirrel is a, a great source yeah like i have uh like i said i got a blam bot i went to uh i've been a font squirrel i i, me I remember bought i bought like uh some of the few fonts that i bought was uh i bought chevy rays pixel fonts which is like a huge like a pretty good pack of pixelated fonts which are good for like games or um making like very specific looking 
uh, text font that looks digital mm. uh, better yeah. than the shitty like pre pre-installed uh i forget what they call it what that font is um but there's oh, one the that mono, looks more mono like, space something or other yeah like the, the terminal looking font and it looks oh, awful term- yeah. i hate it it's um, terrible yeah. yeah but this one's better it's uh i just have like i don't know fonts are having a lot of fonts it never hurts you especially when you're making stuff because like you find you find a use for a lot of fonts you can find um that and uh like especially when i make thumbnails i try to use a lot of masking so like uh mm-hmm. what is it like my spyro videos i put uh i put dragon skin over the text so that way it looks like the spyro logo so what i'm saying like mm. number like part yeah. one it it looks like it's just the same spyro font but like the more fonts you have, the easier you can match that kind of stuff. Or like when I try to make a meme, like it's easier to, <laughs> to copy someone's dialogue because I have, I pretty much have all of those fonts that someone has access to. So you can see like subtitle fonts and you can go, oh, I know exactly what fonts those are. I have those fonts and I can grab those fonts and make fake subtitles. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's crazy. You can really, uh, you know, like y- you can create a lot of fake um believable media uh the more uh the more stuff you have access to like the more like i'm just thinking about the best characters ever video where i had to like make fake dialogue for death from symphony of the night and i had to like edit fake screenshots that i could then animate to reveal the dialogue of all the the fake shit i was gonna make him say it's like it's it's a project but it's fun to sort of like impersonate the game yeah yeah and that's like having and and it's important to have this is why you should never trust screenshots of a tweet (laughs) or anything no 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 there there are literal (laughs) websites that exist to make fake tweets that they fill in all no you can also basically i think you can just go into i think you can even just look yeah you can just look at it you could look at a tweet of somebody on the page open the code of the page and just change the text like anyone could do that without any outside influence Unless you're using Internet Explorer, in which case... And then, and then it, of sorry. course, yeah, there's like websites that fake that fake authentic-looking tweets, and you could just Photoshop it in two seconds. There's like a hundred reasons why a picture of a tweet's probably not real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if someone sends you a JPEG of a tweet and not the tweet itself, it's generally well, because it's not a real tweet. When, when it's presented in public, um, and, and like, for example, imagine a public figure shows a, a photo... A, <laughs> not a Photoshop, but, you know, like a screenshot of, of something the um, if it's faked it can absolutely like it's it's just a, as 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 bad as as faking a, a document because you can be sued for for slander or actually it would be libel for yeah the thing yeah, the for, thing for, is that the the source is often like a someone that seems like a basically a rando yeah if it's a rando it's it could and be so like yeah people are like less likely to go after that person but also the tweet correcting them and saying that, that that it's fake or whatever will get buried by all of the aghast reactions to the drama and so on. And it's <laughs> like Twitter's the worst website for many reasons, and that's one of them. Oh, yeah. Even to, earlier today, I was looking, I saw a, a screenshot of somebody having the worst take, and I just uh, t- t- typed the the Twitter handle, Twitter handle and uh, the account didn't exist and never existed. And it was just oh, yeah. there. So it's just like... What, you're coming up with bad takes to, to get likes? Yes, that's why it had like 150,000 likes. And it was a bad take. I didn't like the take. I do remember that was... uh, 
There's like that tweet compilation that was all the people that were supposedly sending death threats to JK Rowling for being a turf. And when I when I, I, I started looking at the usernames of every single one of them and a huge number of the accounts didn't exist. So like either they were like weirdly disproportionately not popular. Like either they were like either they're weirdly disproportionately like like accounts that deleted themselves in the last year or something or they were just mm -hmm. fabricated tweets entirely. But also like a noticeable like sleight of hand where it's like the second or third image of the compilation was a bunch of blue checkmark people and all of their uh, feedback basically amounted to like, shut up, uh, stop talking, please stop. Why are you like this? Basically, but because yeah. some randos were doing death threats and the person made a compilation where they 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 fought they they. Uh, like they, they opened up with all the images that were like, hey, wow, great idea. Uh, maybe uh, JK Rowling should fucking die or whatever. Followed by a bunch of blue check marks being way more moderate and just being like, please stop. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It creates the false correlation that the blue check mark people that actually have platforms to be worried about were the ones saying death threats. And like, that's the, mm -hmm. it's just propaganda. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm just watching someone create propaganda on this website. Isn't this mm -hmm. great? Oh, they go yeah yeah there's just I, I i like i i don't expect um I, I i don't expect all of those situations what, what you know it doesn't if what, what whatever kind of pile up on anybody um i don't expect all of it to to be fabricated but the the level to which it is representative of any one community needs to always be questioned uh, it uh, like because it's just like it's so easy. It, it's so it happens so often. I my twiddle circle, Twitter circle. I keep saying twiddle, twiddle, <laughs> twiddle. My twiddle circles are are tiny, and I I every once in a while I will find accounts with a single tweet, and and just it's just that tweet, you know. And yeah. uh, I see it. I see it every, like once a month. I will see that, and it, it I it's it all cats and nice things in my in my Twitter. It's just like uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's a tool, and uh, you know, social media is a tool, and people will use it for nefarious ends. And but the we greatest need to be... tools are all the people on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I like it for cats, cats and cat <laughs> girls. It really is a much better website if you just follow a bunch of artists and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you just try I know. To that's, fill your that's timeline as much I as do. possible with not people's takes. <laughs> The problem is, if the artists are good, then they get exposed to bad people, and then they complain about the bad people. Yeah. And then you need to, okay, this is bad. I will like this complaining post and say I'm sorry <laughs> or something. Because that's the dynamic. I mean, right? That's what you do. If somebody that you, you know. I don't know. And then everybody on tabletop role-playing game Twitter, uh, Twitch, everybody's like super famous. And so like you're, you're immediately exposed to a bunch of other people's. Like if you follow uh, Dimension 20 or Roll for It or whatever, or Roll 20, um, all of them are super famous people. Well, not super famous. They have enormous, um, enormous uh, fan bases. So it's, it's very difficult to, to um, Twitter. It's, it's weird. I don't think that happens in Facebook, does it? Because the following is just not as 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 involved. Following on Facebook, I mean, this is just not as involved as on Twitter. 
Or is that my perception? Both of them, incre- just... both of them and YouTube increasingly just want to show you a bunch of stuff that you're not even following just because it either thinks you might like it or more importantly thinks you might get a get, might get a reaction out of you. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I, when I open Twitter and increasingly yep. it's like it doesn't even come up with the pretense that like X person on your on that you follow follows them or somebody liked it or retweeted it but just in, is it starts just showing you random drama basically. And I'm if like it, I don't it doesn't, know it doesn't who say this promoted? person is. It doesn't say promoted. No, uh, yeah, it's not promoted. It's like tweets oh. you might like or whatever, and it'll be like oh, some I know. Yeah, big righteous tweet about this or that or like a big drama thing. And I'm like, it won't even be like this person <laughs> liked this or anything to like create to sometimes, even like come up with an excuse for it. Sometimes Twitter will promote will say will show that to me, and I'll be like, oh, that's nice, and then I will go to like, and it says you might like this or follow the topic or something, and I'm like, no, no follow, unfollow, mm-hmm. block all the things. None of this. <laughs> I, hate, I, 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 hate, I hate how everything wants you to follow topics now. Yeah. Would you like, this, no would you like just the general concept? I'm like, what? One. What do you mean video games? The, <laughs> yeah. Would you like to follow all video games? Yeah. Yes. That's what that's what nerds are known for is being unspecialized. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I would like all video games, please. That's and, what and I'm a fan in, of. They it's also it, all like, wrong. Yeah, because <laughs> they ask you if it's in video games, and it's usually something tangential. Yeah, and like like they just today, I, li- I like to tweet. Yeah, I like to happy roadkill tweet that is a comic about a mouse that has therapy. He's 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 in a therapy session, and it's just about how bad it is to be like going to therapy sessions in like 2020 and the, the existential crisis of not having a future and it being out of your control, and and then like like like. It's like, well, it's important to focus on how like the, these things are like outside of your control. And it's like, well, that just makes me feel any more even more helpless and all that other stuff. And like above this tweet, the category anime. <laughs> and I'm like, there's like 10 topics I can think of. And none of them are yeah. that that you could possibly call yeah. this comic that, I'm, that, I, that I, I'm seeing. What the fuck? <laughs> also, why do you have to show? Why does it feel the need to show me a genre for the tweet or whatever it's from an artist i'm following like you don't need to sell it to me just show the fucking tweet like normal you weirdo but that but they're, they're they're always experimenting with how to present stuff from even the people you follow to try to make it feel more important or something or something like uh mm-hmm. what is it it'll be like here's a thing but it's like it'll specifically be like ah the shannon strucci tweet uh, it was liked by Sarah Z, and it's like you can just show me the Shannon Strucci tweet. I follow her. Like you don't need to be like, ah, yeah, oh, this other person you follow liked the tweet, and I'm like, just show the fucking tweet. What? Just show the tweet. <laughs> yeah. What is this additional packaging? What's the pro- what's the point of this? Uh, you might you might know why, but I'll you you asked why do they do this? The yeah, you know, no, I know why they do it. I just I'm just annoyed that they do it because it's like, it's just a person i follow already stop trying to sell it to me no 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 the the categorization into like anime or oh, whatever yeah you probably know but it is it's the it's like the in-group mentality the uh cultivation of any in-group mentality in any uh profit-driven enterprise is very very profitable if your users associate you know whatever product you sell if your users associate owning that product or using that product as part of their identity, 
then you have a much stronger hold on their on their habits on their uh on their buying habits specifically uh, and on their purchasing uh future purchasing decisions so saying that you're a gamer or saying that you like anime and uh, or or saying that you like this artist those are very different things because on the one side when you say you're a gamer or like anime you're you're already identifying as a sort of non-thinking member of a bigger community that is focused on the consumption of a certain thing. Whereas if you say that you are a fan of a specific artist, that's a personal relationship. That's different. And it's it's not monetizable in any way by anybody else. And so that's why for Twitter as an advertising company, which at the end of the day may not be the best advertising company, but it is, uh, for Twitter, what they want is that for, for everybody on their website to have that mentality where they associate with a group rather than with a person, uh, you know, a personal relationship with whatever. It doesn't, it can have even, it can be even a personal relationship with a company. It's still not as profitable as a group think because it's just, it's night and day. And you, it, once you notice that in advertisement and it happens a lot in advertisement and, and it's just, I, I, I try to avoid advertisement as much as possible, but it, you, you pay attention to it and you'll see companies, um, all the advertisement is fo uh, is focused on this, on on trying to make it part of your identity. The fact that you eat at m uh, McDonald's or you're a Coca per uh, a Coca person, a Coke person instead of a Pepsi person, or or you're a uh, um, it's like part of your identity being the consumption of their product is so so important, and it's it, it's so insidious as well. It's really really bad, but for corp uh, for advertising corporations, it's the groups that matter. That's why Twitter does anime for this. Comics you need categories that have totals in them. Yeah. So we can market to those demographics. Mm -hmm. the, uh, well, we're two hours in. We got through two questions. <laughs> we did it. Congratulations. My food has arrived, so I'm probably going to go. And we probably should all go because Andrew should also probably go to get ready for the stream and all that. But and uh, Yay. Oh, God, we didn't even answer two questions. I never answered the question, actually. Oh, we didn't? That. Yeah, I mean... What you guys said was also true and so on, but uh, definitely an element for me with Let's Plays being tough is the crushing, uh, it's that crushing imposter syndrome. Like, I definitely have, oh. because you just go, you just do. Like, this is th this too, like the podcast. Like, it's not scripted. You don't, like, sit here and carefully, like, plan what you're writing and then proofread it and then be like, oh, does this have enough jokes in it or whatever? And like, like try to find like the right balance and pacing or craft or whatever. It's not like when you make a vase or whatever and you're like, it is it, it's shaped correctly and all this other stuff. And I can like look at it all these ways and so on. It's like not a pre-planned thing. It's just, you just go and you just do. And it's this weird amalgam of simultaneous, uh, like trying to play the game and trying to talk and trying to make both those be whatever flavor is the good thing that makes you worthy of being watched or whatever the fuck is happening. And so, like, there's definitely, like, this, like, this dread of this idea in particular that, like, you'll just get, like, the yips. <laughs> Which, like, for those people that don't know, the yips are, like, a baseball thing where people just, like, essentially it's almost like they're two in their own head or something goes wrong physiologically or like or physically or, or mentally or what where like they just like it's like they forget how to pitch 
Mm. Like they just forget how to pitch the ball. Like they just can't do it anymore. And like they're they're throwing wide. And it's like, but it's like it's the one thing they put their their entire career has come down to them doing this one really specific action really well in in a high pressure situation. And like it just collapses onto itself and it ends people's careers where they just like just forget how to like pitch <laughs> essentially. And there's like this idea that like. What if one day I just don't really know how to commentate anymore or like suddenly everyone doesn't like it <laughs> and you and like that'd be completely outside of my control because there's no like I don't know how I got what I have in the first place. It just happened. And like, I don't know how I'm doing it right exactly. And it's like <laughs> we talk about like personalities and how like when, the, when I, I gave pushback on the idea, like we all have personalities. Yeah, but we're not necessarily able to define our own personality accurately to other people like I don't think any Let's Player has a perfect beat on why their stuff is liked by anyone in the first place. And one is because it's a billion different people having different perspectives on why on your stuff in the first place. Well, not uh, a billion different people. Yeah, but 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 then it's also Can't this all thing have of like a hundred thousand subscribers, like somebody. Yeah, but from <laughs> from inside, you have like no way of di of really diagnosing and just like how you can't know your yourself that well that objectively, you also can't know why your commentary is working and so it feels mm -hmm. like this fucking dance that you can just trip at one day and not be able to start again and it's like that's a weird anxiety <laughs> that's not a fun thought and that just sort mm -hmm. of will like strike at 11 30 some nights and be like hey would you like to not sleep for the next two hours and just kind of drown in this dread for a while <laughs> so that's a fun yeah. part I am da, 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 very... da, da. my sweet and sour I'm... fish fillet is here and I'm gonna go eat that now. I have so little uh, self awareness. I don't have that anxiety. Oh, I'm always I I I am nothing <laughs> if not perpetually judging myself all the time about everything. And then people say the thing that I think and I'm like, no. <laughs> now it's real. Oh no. It'll only be increased. This will only be made better by me appearing on camera in future videos. <laughs> now all of my physical insecurities can be repeated by the comments until I just collapse into myself. That's entertainment. Send your questions to dialogue choice podcast at gmail.com. See you guys next week. Bye bye. Hope you hated it. Also, every time I say that, I'm just stealing it from Hot Diggity Demon because I have no original thoughts. Enjoy the fish. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so long, and thanks for all the fish that you technically paid for. Technically? <laughs> that's not. That's how paying works. Well, well I paid could, for the fish, could... but they technically paid for the fish because um, they're my source of income in both no, advertising that's... and Patreon. Unless they're your viewer works. watching it on your channel, in which case they have contributed nothing to me. They never and comment. They I get zero comments they, on they, this. You get you got two comments on the last one I checked. Did, oh, I did. That's <laughs> I look, right. You're I, right. Yeah, I look at your comment section every now and then because it's technically the same comment section for the same I show. I also look at yours. In a, in a yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's very rare. You have very little interaction on this podcast. So we don't That's know true. what they're thinking. It could be anything. They're judging hey. us. You, mostly me. Colonel viewer, comment now. Do it. Wait, I want ten comments listening? at least right now. It, it, yeah, we're not over yet. We're, 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 no, the podcast didn't end until just now.